passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for the Bubba Army Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the nearly 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba. Have you smelled Manscaped's refined body wash, fellas? The ladies love their signature scent. You and your boys will be so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. Keep the grooming game going with the Performance Package 4.0, and inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker and nose trimmer, crop preserver and ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all the goodies. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up the top of your nose and ears. Nothing's worse than that nose hair. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. Hello, Steve Diaco. Hello, Bubba. How are you, buddy? Amazing. How you doing? Anything you hear on the radio that you need to clean up? While you're while you're driving in, sometimes I clean just, up man, you gotta get you gotta kinda write Danny's wrong sometimes. Well, what I would say is that any one of these dirt track racers or NASCAR racers would bitch slap like Chris Rock, any Formula One driver. See, oh, Danny, they're more that, manly. Are you kidding me? They're 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 just <laughs> I, that's I'm just saying they might be more Steven, manly, and, but and Formula like, One is nothing more than a car parade. Okay, Stephen. Stephen talking about Formula One racing or racing in general would be like me talking it, about dieting. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I wanted to get your hit line for you, buddy. Yeah. He's got no. He's got no frame of reference. He has well, no he does know how about. he does know how rugged and dirt track racing is, and he probably watched a little bit of the video. And Formula One is just like real foo foo, she she, you know, kind of things that you and Jay do. Yeah, <laughs> and, if, and if any of those drivers could do it, they would. Exactly. There's so much money in it, they would do it in a heartbeat. Has, has Steve well, ever raced your car? No. Now, no. Steve, as far as driving, he doesn't like it. <clears throat> as far as you, you, the, the three brother brotherly competition that we always have. <laughs> okay, we always. I mean, everything. I heard always, Steve's the best driver. Everything always reverts back to you three, does it not, Dan? Like in oh, every yeah. competition, everything does. All right. So you're the oldest, Steve's the middle, and Jay's the baby. You testified yesterday, uh, Dan, that Steve got the most ass whippings. That might have been today because he was the big, he was the little prick. He was just always talking. He'd back. laughing when right. yeah, Arlene, was... Arlene would be lighting his ass up, and he'd be like, you know, like that kind you, of nonsense. You agree with that, Stephen? Right? You got the most. Oh, definitely spankings. Yep, right. Yep. Yep. And wooden spoon. He got the most. 
Yeah. And Steve was also the one you had to worry about because you could just beat up Jay and it'd be a beat up. But you could beat up Steve and then when you'd be sleeping, he'd like super glue your, glue your eyelids together or something right, like that. Right, exactly. He was going to get you back. <laughs> yeah, eventually. somehow, way, shape, or form. Yep, he would it was get coming. You, he, would get you, he would get you back. Now, within driving, Dan, you and Jay obviously have taken, you know, you guys are very much driving enthusiasts. You have your own race car. Steve's more of a walker, I hear. No, Steve's more of a, <laughs> of a go on long walk. Steve's more of I'll be Steve is more I'll be in Rob Elder's G five going to Nashville with some hot bitches. There you go. Is what Steve is. You two guys go out there on the racetrack all you want. I'm gonna be in Nashville VIP. Okay, so if you has put he ever Anna, expressed any driving? Like he has he ever been? A, has he ever it, wanted to drive with you guys? No, he's he's never. He doesn't like the equipment. He doesn't want to be strapped in. It's too claustrophobic for him. I totally understand. But, but Anna, if you drove with Dan, Steve, and Jay, you'd be most scared driving with Steven. No, I don't think so. In, oh. in what? In what? In a streetcar on the street, on a regular road, like on Bayshore. Mm-hmm. On really? A fr- on a Tuesday so afternoon. you're saying that he's like kind of Mr. Magoo when it comes to you three? Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, if we're that's both screaming, I'm not feeling good nicknames. about it. If we're both screaming, I can imagine Steve just being like, ah! Steve so, doesn't scream. He just sort of somehow makes it. <laughs> well, I don't want that. Defies physics. Steve is the one that hit the gate out of all you three. He's the one that did hit the gate. Uh, on the guard here at the show at, at, the, at the deal. Right. Wait a second, though. The, the the fact is, no one's had more accidents than Danny. And number two is Jay. I, I never have accidents. These go. guys talk about how I'm Mr. Magoo, but they literally, I do avoid them. Danny, boom. Jay, boom. Steven, no boom. No boom. Because you're Steven, taking no less risks, buddy. Danny, I like who, that. Danny, who's had the most accidents, reportable accidents amongst you three? Oh, absolutely me. All right. <laughs> Without a question. And, uh, and who has but, had the, you know, who's had the mean, least? So, so does, you know, so, so did, you know, so Dale Earnhardt. You know, I mean, people, people, oh, people that drive that ended well. Wow, that didn't end <laughs> well. Even I get that right. That's a battle. She's got a different example. She's got a text from Daddy Joe, so this will be uh, Dan's last appearance now that he's <laughs> comparing himself to Dale Sr. This is where i got to draw the line. <laughs> so you're saying that you have more accidents because you take more risks and you go out and drive faster and, and erratic, more so than Mr. Safety Steve over there? No, I don't get in a lot of accidents. And, you know, Steve <laughs> has gotten a lot of accidents most recently. And no, so, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. Little fender benders all over the place. And his wife's the worst. His wife is like <laughs> oh my demolition like, derby. I feel like this is confession. Yako <laughs> confession. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris had gotten a little fender bender, but the couple. brakes were cold. A couple. <laughs> That's right. She totaled, she, totaled, she totaled a car last year. Right. And then she also wrecked the other car. So she had two wrecks last year. They're no. never her fault. No. Except for the rear end one was, although you and Jay tried to talk uh, her off the ledge on that one with the yeah, cold Yeah, because they were brakes. being nice. Now, what happens when Krista messed up? messes up how's that protocol go i know how danny's protocol goes i got f- fairly familiar with jay's protocol when but you know like when danny when you mess up we all get together we all figure out how we're going to tell steve we see if he's in vacation or not then we try to leak it to steve give him half the truth until he tries to find out the whole truth and by then we've diffused it no, but with car accidents i let him know immediately what's going on i understand that but like when krista gets in trouble what her? How does she? How do you guys help her out of the out of the out yeah, of the Jay's race? Like, how does she get out of the house? She usually starts with a story, and her stories but usually is, is fall it invo- apart. Is it involving keeping it away from? Like, does she try to keep it away from Steve as long no, as she can? No, because it's you know this you know again Steve and Jay and now me you know as attorneys. Car accidents are our, are our wheelhouse. And I know. So when it comes to a car accident, it requires the expertise of an attorney to make sure that you are protecting your 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 case and taking care of everything 
appropriately, including documenting your injuries. But and I so did whenever there's a car did... accident, we, we call up to the lawyers that have all the experience to help guide us through this I difficult know, time. But I heard she did call on you for some brake rotors or cold testimony last time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's that you had to go to Steve and say, Steve, I've ri- I've driven Ferraris with carbon fiber brake rotors and they and they, they don't, stop, so, the first they don't time. stop the first time. It's not a, to defuse it a little bit because you had her back a little bit. No, and I, I warned Jay, you know, when he got uh, his first Ferrari with carbon brakes, I'd had one for a couple of years and I knew how bad they were when they're cold. And so Jay's house has, you know, like a stop sign and then about a mile and a half and then another stop sign. And so in the morning, that first stop sign does not warm up your brakes. And when you hit that other stop sign at, you know, 40, and you're going right into the middle of traffic, if you don't stop well, it's dangerous. Well, and if, so, you, if you drag a little bit while you're getting, I mean, if you, if you warm them up and kind of give them a little drag. For yeah, that. a couple of taps, I'll do it. But without doing that, not knowing, I, t- I told Jay, like, Jay, when you get to that stop sign at the end of Davis Island, you have to hit your brakes hard. Be willing to push it all the way down to the ground because they're not going to Shut stop. Shut up, Dan. I got it, Dan. Shut up. Thank me. I got it. Because you were right. Blitz, the problems the Diacos have compared to the problems we have. We hit our brakes and just hope that they'll stop. They have to make sure that their carbon fiber is warm. That's yeah, I have to push mine all the way to the floor because I don't have any pads left. I got metal bolts. That's the problem we have. Not that our carbon fibers aren't quite no. warmed up to, to factory, no. factory specs. My steel brakes have no pads. That's why I have yeah. to do it. But I've never been the Ferrari guy, and I finally bought one <clears throat> for my wife. Not for you. Not for me. And guess what? What? It's paying dividends, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I mean, Krista was already on, on the train. I mean, she's been an amazing partner since we were kids. I know. But she was over the moon about it. And then she had this fender bender. And she looks good in it, too. When she rolls in that. Thank yeah, look, you. that's money. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So she has this fender bender, <laughs> and uh, she called me. Of course, I was not happy. Dan and Jay. Were you on vacation? Because you always are. Yeah, of Sorry. course. Were you in Fiji? Perpetual. Bora Bora. No, I was in town. So, right. and, and this is what, you know, uh, anyone that's in an accident should do. You know, don't hide it. Call somebody. She called me, and, you know, I actually showed up on the scene and, and talked to the guy that she rear-ended out of making a claim, and we paid for his car, and he didn't make an injury claim, and and uh, and the guys, you know, explained to me the whole brakes thing, and I went out and bought her a new one. I mean, you know, we did replaced wear, it. Did she have to wear sunglasses for a couple weeks? Uh, no, she did not. <laughs> she did not. But the truth is, if you ever in an accident, Krista's had some that were really bad that were not her fault. And and thanks to Dan and Jay, they got we got huge recoveries for them. I mean, she got oh, real yeah, injuries I will, too. I will but, tell you this, man. I got in a car wreck, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I got in a car wreck. What blitz was it in March? Yeah, about a year ago. <laughs> got rear-ended. Um, you know, and on I seventy, I think it was. Damn. And man, Jay and Diaco Law, you know, but Jay and Dan, man, they did me right. They got me set up with the right doctors. They mm-hmm. got me set up with the right therapist. They got me just Jay and Jay just had to go here, go here, go here. Talk to this guy, go here. Start this treatment. Like they walked you all through. I think Melanie is her is his main yeah, girl. No. Yeah, she's, she runs the show. Yeah. She's I mean, incredible. You guys need to give her another dollar an hour. <laughs> she's amazing. And so you know, the Bubba Army. If you ever know anybody in an accident, or you know, they've always been there for the Diaco family, and eight, we've eight, been eight, there for SOS them. firm. I'm telling you right now, man. If you get in a car wreck, you call it. And Jay or Dan. Or, I mean, like, Dan, if somebody got in a bad car wreck at night, it would go to you or Jay. Like, you got Probably rolls over to me. Most right. of the time it rolls to me. Right. Yeah. And if and if Dan is still up in the carriage house, he could, he'll probably come over and try to, you know, try to help you out a little bit. Right, Dan? I mean, we you help know, everybody. And we answer the call all, all, all hours of the day. And But it was just the, I can talk about this because it's settled. 
but just the, you know, like Melanie was my girl over at the Law. And then, like, she would, you know, make sure that you had your doctor appointment set up, make sure that the, the pip and the pop and the yip and the yope was all paid. <laughs> yeah, the pip and the pop. The pip and the pop and the yeah. yip and the yope. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm like, but hey, I'm getting these medical bills. She's like, don't worry about it. We're going to negotiate them down. It's what Jay does. So they come in with this one figure, which is all right. And Jay looks at me and goes, we're not going for that. We're not going for that. Uh-uh. Uh, call, give, give me a week. I, I said, okay, I'm, you know, whatever. I got, a week later, double. Double well, the amount because Spit and Cobra got on the phone. He's the best, and and the far, I like the, him more than Danny now. I <laughs> yeah, when you get it paid, <laughs> no doubt. But you know, he the signed the check too. It's from his escrow account. I love. Him. Isn't that great? He's um, really feared by the insurance companies. He's one of the best trial lawyers in the country, in my opinion. You saw him in action. Oh, and so well, they, here's an insurance he company. They're going to realize that he will go to like some of these insurance companies. They're like, we're not going to worry about these sod busters. Yeah. They're not going to trial. Right. JD Ako has one of the most high-profile trials. Everybody knows about it. So they know he'll go to trial and win. And likes going to trial. Didn't recently, Dan, because I know that your day-to-day firm deal, that didn't recently, like you guys had a, and I don't want to mention any names or anything like that, but you had a you had a, a case, and they offered you like um, $12,000. And you're like, listen, man, we're thinking 50. <clears throat> 50 and this goes, you know, something like that. They're like, oh, no, you, we'll see you in trial. So you're like, okay. So you guys went to trial, and I think you guys got the guy a buck fifty. I think it was, something uh, like that. It was that. around twenty, and they were arguing over a couple thousand dollars, and right. we ended up getting like literally a hundred and fifty thousand more than the right. last offer. Exactly. I mean, that's that's how you guys roll, and that's and that's what a good lawyer when you when you're in an accident or something like that does. I mean, you if know. they're not afraid of a potential trial, then they're going to just lowball you. Yeah, they will. They will lowball. And it's incredible, Bubba, how many of these personal injury lawyers. Do not try cases. Have never tried a case. Well, they, no got, idea. they got fancy. They got fancy card throwing commercials, though, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> they'll they chuck do. Card. Yep. They'll, they'll yeah, spend, they will. They'll spend more money on their big theatrical commercial than they will ever preparing for trial or, or <laughs> continuous legal education. Right. True. True. It's like uh, some of these, and I'm not going to mention any names, but some of these hack firms. This is the seem the way it goes with this new personal injury business i think they go and raise a bunch of money now you guys would know this more than me they raise, they go and raise a, bu- a bunch of money and then they tell the guys it's not about how good a lawyers we are it's about how cheese dick of a commercial we have so we're going to take all the money we raise from from these people and we're going to come up with the cheesiest dick commercial there ever was and we'll get you guys you know 15 20 back on your money after we've hit a few cases I think that's kind of how it goes. It, it does. It, it doesn't go with, man, this guy's got a, you know, a nine-star Hubble Yippee Yo rating and uh, won some huge high-profile high cases, has a great, a great brand, uh, has been, do, been a lawyer for 25 years, got a nice office, nice firm, good people to work with. No, it's who's got the card-flipping commercials that's been financed by some you know, investment people. That's what it is. Exactly. It is. You know, and a lot of these guys use uh, debt structures to run their cases, run their advertising, and the clients end up paying that debt back with interest on the costs on their case. Um, it's just really disturbing how things have gone in the law. I don't like that. I don't like them borrowing on cases. There's some been high-profile lawyers, too, including that guy out in California that was spending his clients' money. Oh, it, what was the guy's name? Uh, oh, I forgot. I, was de- I dealt with him. Abinetti? Mm-hmm. That's one of them. That's right. Yeah, but Jay literally 
does not use debt. He's always kept surplus cash. He always pays for his own costs. He always pays for his own litigation stuff. He doesn't run debt. So he's not going to get into a situation where he's like, oh, pressuring people to settle to to feed the beast. It doesn't happen. That's why I like Jay more right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jay. Jay's gotten Krista and me some huge settlements, and I'm really proud of him. Who's your favorite, Dan or Jay? Don't lie right now. Don't lie. Oh, my gosh. Dan or Jay? Dan or Jay? (laughs) Jay's probably listening, Costa. And I love them equally. I love them equally. Just like Arlene has a favorite. I will say that the early years, Danny and I were probably closer and, but Jay and I are fraternity brothers. We had so much fun through college. And in the later years, I got to tell you something. Jay's Jay's in the hero category too. I mean, I, it's equal. I can't I can't pick a favorite. They're tied. Are you going to wear a Dandyaco hero shirt? <laughs> I would wear that. <laughs> what do you mean you would wear it? He's going to wear a Let Diacos. me tell you something. I've been calling Dan my hero since I was a kid. It's true. true or not, Dan? True. He's my it's hero. True. And and oh, I got to tell you still, and I'll let you when Dan leaves about um that that person that I had uh, in my arms nearly. Oh, that died. Yes. You got info on it? No, I just want to talk about because one of the things Danny said to me, because I was. Nobody even knows what we're talking about. Go ahead. Set us up, Steve. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm surfing on the East Coast at my new place. Man, what a a rough life. And it's free. (laughs) I know. Another vacation. Another little shack. Another little shack. So it's freezing cold, guys. No, is this recently? Yeah, this is like two months ago. All right. Freezing cold. I'm in a full wetsuit. Um, earlier that day, I'd just gotten over COVID for the second time. I was not in my best shape, and I went out without breakfast, and it was so big and so cold, and I'm not used to wearing a wetsuit, and I got caught in the impact zone that I literally didn't make it out. I paddled back in. Just Now, what's the impact zone? Where the waves keep crashing and crashing and crashing. Right where the white water starts. All the white water. And I just so got you just exhausted. Can't, you just can't get up on anything, can you? No, I just, I didn't even make it out to where you'd catch the waves. I paddled back in defeated. And so I, Thank you God know, Dan and Jay weren't there. They would have been cat calling the entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I went in, I had some lunch, I licked my wounds, and I went back out in the afternoon, had a nice session, made it out, no problem. I come back in, and it is cold. I peel off the wetsuit turn on the shower, getting it hot. And for some reason, butt naked, I look out in my bedroom window and I see this old man struggling in the shoreline. He's got a surfboard on. He's got a wetsuit. At first, I thought he was like a kid playing. And I'm looking at him. And then all so you're this... in the shower and yeah. you're looking out over the coast deal. No, I hadn't gotten in the shower yet. I was. I just oh, was waiting for it to get hot. Krista was still drawing your shower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I'm on the seventh floor and I see this guy floundering on the shoreline. And I finally, I'm like, man, he's in distress. I thought he was playing at first. And I'm, oh man, he's in distress. Then he goes down like into the water. I'm like, uh oh. So normally, and you're seven floors up. Normally, I'd call 911 or something. I don't know what got into me because I'm squeamish. That's why I'm, you know, went law, not medicine. I I don't like it. I don't like blood. I don't like death. I don't want to be anywhere near it. But for some reason, I threw on sweatpants, literally fell on my face, running out the door, get to the elevator, and there's an old couple. The other elevator's not working, and, you know, COVID, everybody's masked up and weird on the East Coast. So, and I'm shirtless, and it's freezing. So I'm like, I'll get the next one. So I run back to my condo, put on a sweatshirt, go back to the elevator, run down, go through the pool with all these damn keys and get to the shoreline. And there's nobody had seen him, but now another surfer had seen him and is pulling him by himself out of the ocean. And I grab the other arm and we pull him up to the shore and I start CPR on him. 
Oh, my God. And he's foaming at the mouth, and he's got fish eyes. He's already, I mean, he's gone. But I'm, like, working him. I'm working him. And then we put him on his side, and we're patting him on the back and trying to get the water out of him. And Hey, Will, stop the press. We need Steve Diaco hero shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's, you know, and I'm working on him. I'm working on him. So and, you're giving him chest compressions yes, and CPR and whole Yes, IR. yes. Now, I did not give him mouth-to-mouth because they say you're not supposed to do that anymore. Right. But... Little puffs of breath. But I really wouldn't have wanted to because it was bubbles. It was like crab bubbles coming right. out of it. It was just so disturbing. And I'm, like, working on them. So finally the police get there and the paramedics get there and then they start working on them. And somebody asked for a towel. No one has a towel. So I take off my shirt and they wipe his mouth and his chest. They were going to give him the paddles. And they do. They give him the paddles and Anyway, I was traumatized. The police are asking me for my info. I couldn't even remember my home address. I was so flapped up. And it's freezing cold. It's a female officer, kind of cute. And she's <laughs> writing at her pad. So you can see her eyes, eye lines going down. And I had, like, freaked out, frozen pee-pee. So, like, there was nothing. There was, hanging out? there was nothing. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I had, like, I had an Enzi. I was like yeah. Ken and Barbie, right? Yeah, like, so like I was eleva- embarrassed. Ele- elevator button. Right. right. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so Did bad. She She's see looking- your penis? Well, I mean, I was in sweatpants, dude. Were they gray? <clears throat> With no underwear on. Yeah, yes. okay. You should, turn, you should have turned around and chopped a little bit. <laughs> I wish I yeah. could have. But I mean, I had an Enzi, dude. dying, but you're fluffing yourself up. <laughs> so but, but freaked she's in the out. Man, but she'll let a little elevator button. You just saved a man's life. Yeah. So... Anyway, I go back. Chris has got the binoculars. She'll come out and whip some ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just so freaked out beside myself. And now I'm in the shower. I finally go back up. You know, they've taken him away. And I'm just like, I can't get this guy out of my head. I see, you know, and Chris just shows up in a cop uniform and you guys have hot sex on the railing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish that had happened. I'm sorry. So I'm like really frazzled. And so I called Danny for support. You know, Dan's been there, done that. And so I'm thinking Dan's going to make this all better. Uh-oh. And Danny says, so I tell him the story and he goes, you know, Stephen, if I had been there, he'd probably been alive. <gasps> and I'm like, what? That's not what I'm looking for. And he goes, you know, you probably killed that guy. And I'm like, what? Dan's a dick. And he's like, and then he says, and then he says, you know, Stephen, I've saved a lot of lives. Dan goes, you murdered him. He said, Stephen, I've saved a lot of lives. I mean, a lot of lives. But I'll tell you something. You never forget the ones you lose. (laughs) I mean, he is burying me. And then he calls me 0-1. You're 0-1. Now, did the guy die? Yeah, he did. Oh. Oh. So Stephen had to get his shirt. Oh, they gave me back my shirt. And I'm like, ugh. I'm like holding it with two fingers. I haven't worn it since. I mean, it it did freak me out. But I'll tell you something. Even though Danny was like abusing me, doctors have always kind of made light of these situations. That's how they manage it and deal with it. And it really helped me process it and get over it. Because Danny also said, look, you were there with him. You did the right thing. You know, at least someone was with him in his dying moment. You know, he actually, you know, encouraged me too. But by making light of it, it helped me process it a little bit better. And that's, that, that's, a good, that's yeah. great brotherly How support, calling guy? you a murderer. Yeah. He was in his late 60s. <laughs> he had a one. massive heart attack. Oh, Dan called him attack. 0 and 1. He's batting zero. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor Jeez. brother, Dan. You're what such a dick. dick. Isn't he horrible? <laughs> yes. He is a dick. Yeah, he is. Deep, down, deep down, he's a dick until you need him. You're 0 and 1 yep. with your chili yeah. wiener hanging out. Here's what Dan probably should have said. Stephen, not only did you kill the guy, but if I would have been there, the girl would have been able to see my penis because I'm so long. A eunuch murderer. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, you know, God, you did, not, you, did not, you did not represent the Diago family. Now, Steve, they both, Jay and him, both claim to have a larger penis. 
Do they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They say, wow. you, they say you're, you're, th- yeah. you say you're definitely third, but Dan proclaims himself to be number one, and Jay proclaims himself to be number one. Could, well, could you settle the argument? Well, I mean, what are we going to have? A, a, what do you call that? A, Sword fight? a dong off. No, a dong no. off. Okay, I don't want to use the wrong no, word. No, no, we, we're not, we're not going to have a dong off. We're just going to be like, <laughs> you know. Dong off. Dong, dong, dong off. Dong, 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 dong off. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but being a brother, uh-huh. you've seen your brothers. We've all, like, you know, I've seen my sister's boobs, and, you know, my sister's probably seen yeah, my you wiener. tear her shirt down. We've all seen our siblings, <laughs> you know, private parts. We all, it's just a way of growing up. Steve, if you were to rank him, because she was you're the, the same only, she's been at you're the four. only guy that can rank <laughs> Steve. You're the only person that has this standing. You, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dan, wow. Dan, don't mean mug him, Dan. I'm not. Okay, right. I would say so. Danny said he's first. Jay's second. I'm third. Is yeah. that what he said? Yes. Thanks a lot, Dan. All right, so um, <laughs> so so if we're going to that, but, but Jay said now. Jay said he's first. Dan second. And you're third. I would say Jay's first, Dan's second, I'm third, but we're all neck and neck. Head and head? Head and head. <laughs> no pun intended. Yes. I don't I mean I don't think anybody's like You're saying Jay's, you're saying Jay's first. Yes. Dan, then we gotta go with the unbiased, mm. Dan. I mean yeah. Dan, you're number two. Yep. Jay's penis it's... wins. <laughs> Jay's no penis is number one. Jay's penis wins. <laughs> Steve Diaco in for Dan. We do the Diaco flip Jay. at nine. I'm sorry, Jay. Steve in for Jay. All you need to know is Steve's in. That's all you need to know. Yep. And Dan's already threatened to beat his ass when he comes home today <laughs> because oh. Dan says, "You know, I have the largest penis." <laughs> And the thing about it is, even if Dan didn't have the largest penis, God forbid that you tell him that he doesn't. Yeah. He just has to have the largest of everything. Homeless Drew Garabo, 25,000 Thank you, Homeless Drew Garabo. Love you. Now, Steve, you don't even know it, but your decision <clears throat> was the, it was the, um, that's the new Steve, Steve Diaco, almost a hero. <laughs> One and done. Oh, and one. Who did that? One of our. T shirt will do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you so glad you don't got to dress like that anymore? Oh man, I don't even like my suits are gone. I have one suit for funerals and weddings. I love it. Right, I love it. I don't miss any of it. You look like a beach bum. I don't miss any of it. I love it. Now hold on, Doctor Dan Diaco. Now, Steve, you don't even know it. So I go Esquire. Hold on, I gotta hold on. Let me get that. So. Steve, I go to Dan's. I go to Dan's office, and they got me waiting in his off in his in his office. And <clears throat> Jen comes to me and says, "Hey, we got to put some face numbing deal on you. You know, while you sit here for a minute and process. But then, let me show you this new wall that Megan is doing. She's our. Uh, uh, we brought her back. She's an esthetician. To went to, or she's a doctor. She's phys- a PA. Yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a physician uh, real, assistant. Real deal. That went to school, uh, and is now our main girl." And we're trying to make this particular room that she works out of a little less medically. A little less clinical. Yeah, more little, fun. Yeah, more spa and fun kind of deal. Instagrammable wall, yeah. which and is if, very important. And if we need to bring in the laser machine or something, we'll roll it in. But it's going to look very, you know, very 
safe and un, you know un uh, intimidating and stuff. Right. And so she uh, herself hand painted all these lips on the wall, and and Dan hasn't seen it yet, but. We need you, Bubba, to tell Dan how cool it is. I'm like, what are you talking about, Jennifer? What am I doing your dirty work for? She's like, Bubba, remember how many prescriptions I call? Okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She, she had her hands on her hips just like that. She goes, next time you need a script call. Okay, I got you, girl. What do you want me to do? Tell Dan that this is cool because he's going to flip out. I go, okay. So I go in there. Well, Dan walks in, and we weren't quite ready for Dan. Dan walks in, and he goes, what in the hell is this and Megan says well it's not done first of all but it's a big it's a big it's going to be like a big thing of lips here and it's going to cause you know people can take pictures Instagram it's going to cause some chatter you know it's it's certainly far you know more I don't know it's more trendy trendy than some stupid ass Dan's nearly 56 year old wallpaper right and so Dan flips out in a standard Dan type deal. This is unacceptable. I should have been called. So who made the decision? Who? Jennifer did. I did. That kind of diffused him a little bit because he knows he can't quite go you well, know, swing his heart on her. Apparently, I heard from Jennifer. Apparently, he had told her that she can do whatever she wants with the yes, wall. Yes, she did. She reminded him that. She said, well, Dan, you said we could do anything we want with the wall. He's like, yeah, but this is obnoxious. It looks stupid. This is dumb. So I say, Dan, because I'm being... Hired by Jennifer. Dan, I'm a hired gun. Dan, this looks cool. This is what all the chicks that will be coming in this room want anyway. Not what our dumb 55, 56-year-old asses want. He goes, just wait till Steven sees it. I'm telling you that right now. And I go, oh, yeah, Steven, that's my buddy too. Yeah, let's <laughs> just wait. Let's just wait for Steven to see it, Danny. I'll bet you anything Steve Steve will, I, will, will, will agree. No, just hoping to God. Stephen would see that Dan was being bullheaded. So we actually agreed that whatever Stephen's ruling was, because Dan kept saying, oh, Stephen's going to hate this. This is the stupidest stuff ever. I mean, Stephen's got a girl, a daughter, that goes to USC with a, with an MIT Cor uh, Cornell kicker. His, his, he's got kids that, you know, are hip, and they know, they know Steve knows this, knows this world far better than you, Danny, you son of a bitch. So we were waiting for Steve to get back from, a vacation. Um, a vacation. <laughs> the Antarctica. He was in the Antarctica. And he finally in got the Antarctica? Back. Yeah, he was oh, in the Antarctica. I hear great things about the Antarctica. He was in the Antarctica. And he finally came back after killing Grandpa on the beach. And <laughs> so after killing Grandpa on the beach with uh, with the wrong chest compressions and his puked up uh, regurged shirt, Steve comes in. Steve comes in and says, Dan, I think it looks, it serves its purpose. It's better than wallpaper. And, you know, it's it's good. So then Dan had to apologize and make this video. Is that what the bet was? <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know the bet. No, I did not. So did he come to you, and what did he say to you? Well, I was in the office to get my uh, hand uh, injected. He takes care of me, too. And um, What's wrong with your hand? I had trigger finger. It's uh, where your finger locks up. <laughs> and he shoots. You got so many things. I know. So he, <laughs> you know, he's not just a plastic surgeon, but a hand specialist. Yeah. He doesn't like to do that work, but he knows how to. So he injected it, and it released the trigger. But but while I was there, he's like, come in here. And he shows me the wall, and I thought it was playful. I thought it was fun. Now, he does have a point. Some of them look 
Like buttholes. Like a little buttholeish. But but you guys do butthole bleaching too. That's the thing. And when I found that out, I'm like, that's perfect because this new PA does that. Right. And she can run anything. In fact, the news that's coming out, and we haven't really made the full announcement, but I'll make it right here. Danny's opening Diaco Med Spa in the same location. Because now he has people that can do these services when he's in surgery. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, like, so like, like different ser- services that he would have to do. He now has a physician assistant and other help where he didn't have to necessarily be there, and he can do more things at his place. Correct. And you know, a physician's assistant doesn't sound as important as it is. First of all, Megan, she's brilliant. She's beautiful. Yeah, and newsflash: she's, she's hot as hell. Sorry. Well educated and well trained. Physicians' assistants can do just about anything a doctor can do, and it's a very extensive training. Can I tell you something very difficult she's far better at botox than danny is well she's got really gentle hands yeah. she's really she's hey, amazing at i don't what know if she you does. get botox at danny but you might want to fire danny and go right to megan yeah she's she's great and then we also uh jen who's the, in the middle of the three women the one with the hands on her hips and who does not want to be there no no that's jennifer yeah, oh yeah right here jen she, she just came back yeah she worked for us for years in fact bella's worked in the office a lot and she said she's the best of all the employees she has she just cares so much well she goes back and becomes an esthetician so between the esthetician and the pa you can have just about any type of procedure done in the office office stuff when dan's still in surgery and this is dan's number one nurse in opera i call her i call her plant city because she's a little sassy yeah she is sassy but she's also really talented i mean she does all the surgery work with danny i mean these two people right here are are the only two that can really tell dan the truth everybody else has to kind of filter now this one this one's a spark plug right here yes she is this one does not put up with nothing and she knows how to go she knows how to go to negotiate jennifer danny and i got into an argument in the office once and we've done that for years my brother jay and i used to have them back in the day too and because we're brothers and we're italian and we're loud She... And you're number three on the penis list. <laughs> wow, I'm really glad I Sorry. confessed that. Sorry, just just by a head. Maybe Sorry. we should have a dong off. I, yeah, I don't know. No. I'm so close. I'm, I'm already third. Dong off. I'm third. I'm probably uh, fourth or fifth in the building. So anyway, go ahead, Danny. So I mean, uh, Steve. So anyway, <laughs> after we had this, you know, argument, she took us into the office and she said, "This will never happen again." And oh, I she's mean, stressing you two down. She talked to us like a mother, and she was right. And it's it's immature. It's it's unprofessional. Was it in it, front it, of clients? No, there, there may have been some around, but not in her office. She took it. I mean, right? She brought she, she took brought you us to... in, and she said that can't happen. And I want I'm not having it. And you know, we have such respect for her, and she demands it that uh, that it hasn't happened again. And I doubt it ever will. Yeah, too, not too many people can take you two people aside. That's what I'm saying. And laid a lot out. No, well, she's she's great. for real. Here's I Danny. love her. Here's Danny. This is Doctor Dandy. Esquire. Look at Jennifer. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> really? And I am here to apologize. And look at, she's looking at, that's the only one we'll hear from you in about three years because Bubba and Steve made you do it. He's also locked the doors so <laughs> we can't leave. I incorrectly thought that Steven would not be pleased with the wall, and to my surprise, he was quite taken by it. After Bubba dirty dogged me with a Steve kicker, I now have to admit so, I'm wrong. I'm here to apologize to the staff. When does that happen, Steve? Never. 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 Else whose feelings I hurt. And he owed me a dollar, too. Wow. When I thought I you let that go because of the car thing. Yeah, I did. Sorry. But it's become part of the office. And Good, Jennifer. She's like, this will never happen again. <laughs> Part of us. So here's my apology. I'm sorry for doubting your artistic talent. 
Don't forget. They're all laughing. <laughs> They're all this laughing. This mother effer. This mother effer. He's going to be, as soon as that camera's off, he's going to be the biggest dick ever. Like, follow, so subscribe. Dr. Dan Bianco Esquire, Bubba Loves Fun Show. And they're all saying, douchebag. Douche <laughs> <laughs> so no, I think they love me they because, love I, because, well, they love me too because I'm the one that can get stuff done in there. Yeah. They do. They do. It goes Bubba and then Steve. <laughs> That's how it goes. Bubba, then yeah, all crap. Well, sometimes they'll go to Krista. Krista can get stuff done in there too, can't she? Yes, they they adore her, and she's worked in the office a lot. In fact, she was texting me when I was talking about the accident. Tell them that I was working in Danny's office covering that whole day when I had that rear end accident. Oh, I know so, for free. Then like she didn't get a paycheck. No, she doesn't get paid. But she does work a lot there. Well, when somebody's sick or out, she jumps right in, and she, you know, she, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I've seen her before. She's yeah. the coolest. She's she awesome. Is. I love her. I she love was her. so sweet on Sunday, inviting mm-hmm. us in, drink, getting me drunk. Love her. She oh, adores. Chris will get you drunk now. Yeah. Blitz and Anna, she adores them. She, she is awesome. She's like a. Um, yeah, we're gonna do couple stuff. She's a hot nurturer, is what she, she is. is. A hot nurturer. Yeah, she is. I've been over to dinner before, man, and like you can't even get the bitch to sit down and be like, "Can you sit down and let us enjoy dinner?" <laughs> you always have to be up trying to serve us. Can you just? I know Steve's got you trained, but Steve, can you tell her to sit down for a little bit? She's making me nervous. It's so awesome. She I'm is. the luckiest guy in the world. She's the best, and she's so beautiful. Yep. She really is. I think so. Let me do some words. We'll wrap it up next. Hey, this is Krista. Krista, oh, it's, it's Bubba. We're live. Is, is it okay to go on the air? Hi, Bubba. Hi, Krista. Listen, Steve's going to need some um, assistance today when he comes home. Okay. Um, Dan got into this, you know, who has the biggest penis deal, and then... Next yeah, he- I heard the whole penis size thing. You guys are putting Stephen way at the bottom of the line, and that's not fair. I know, and he's real... He put himself and, and, there. And, 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 he's, yeah. and he's tore up on the deal. Now Now Chat's calling him, you know, it's Tinky Winky Stevie. And, <laughs> and, and he's really flipped out about it, and I was like telling him, you know, I, I've not seen his penis, but I bet it's pretty girthy, you know? Quite. Quite so. So, you know, Steve's tore up about it. He's not, Deep down, he's laughing, but inside he's crying, and he's not happy about it at all. I can see his, I can see his little trigger finger going They're crazy. They're trigger, trigger wiener Diaco. Oh trigger, trigger wiener Diaco. Small penis, let him die, Diaco. Yes. Small penis, let Grandpa, small penis, let Grandpa die on the beach short, Diaco. I mean, yeah. Horrible. Oh, my God. Well, you know he gets the job done, Bubba. He does, Always, and so. he already proclaimed himself that his wife has no less than two orgasms at every lovemaking attempt, and that he's as th- Wow, and, you guys and, really got into it. And he's thicker than a Red Bull can, <laughs> is what he said. So. Thicker than a Red Bull can. Uh, yep, affirmative. There you go. That's oh all we needed. So, Steve, Thank you, baby. Maybe third on length, but first on girth, Steve. There right? you go. I'll say thinking. that. Sure, yeah. I'll take that. Third on length, first on girth. How would you rank them, Krista, if you had Yeah, you've seen all three. <laughs> Well, since I haven't seen the other two. Um, wow, now. Just, we, well, I, I have to go Stephen number one. Woo! And I'll <laughs> probably say Dan number two and Jay number three. Oh, Dan, he's, he's fist pumping right now. He's so happy. <laughs> he's like, well, first oh, of all. Man, I can't this, believe this I'm is... doing this. I think my mom and stepdad are listening to the radio. <laughs> They're going to be hey, so mom. proud. Hey, mom. Oh, hey, my Lord. I'm, I'm so sorry. Hell, mom. Hi, hi, Mom. I'm going straight to hell. It's Krista. So sorry. I was going to try to end up in the same place that you and the parents are, but I'm not going to be the same place. I'll be burning up in hell. 
but my husband does have a red bull. What's that? We'll have some fun together in hell. Yeah, we will. (laughs) You got got me penciled in too, huh? Yeah, I I I don't think there's any any question where I'm going. So, Steve, Steve, thank you for being such a good, you know, sport sport on the deal. Oh, Oh, man, it's all good fun. I've I've seen all three. I've seen all three, and I'd probably put Steve at two. To be honest with you, thank you, Bubba. Okay, yeah. thanks. And, I'm, and that's all. And you know what? I'm going to screw with every other Diaco's mind, and I'm not going to say the other two, the other two oh. positions. Yeah, I'm just going to put Steve at two. Well, and, we know you have Dan up there. You've got pictures of Dan half naked all over the studio. That's true. Well, <laughs> Dan is my boyfriend. In front of Dan, yes. Dan is my kind of my public boyfriend. And but Steve's oh. but, but Steve's kind of my you're uh, in the closet with oh, Steve. Oh, Steve's yeah. on the DL. He's my down low brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve we would do be love my... each other to yeah. death. That's a fact. He's and then so Jay, good. I would He's love so Jay more, good. but you know Jay's like a, a little germaphobic. We can't quite get the bodily fluids going with Jay. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, that is true. But when we're in trouble, Jay's number one. <laughs> yeah, when I need to get a nice ch- uh, settlement check, Jay's right at the very top. Right on. Oh yeah, you know what? I should have put Jay up at the top because I I do have something. Uh, Something in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, she's got a case with Jay right now. It's a Christmas. Yeah, I got a case. I'm getting ready to settle. Jay's number one. No, hold on now. Even ahead of your your husband. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, (laughs) what a sellout bitch, man. She'll sell right out. She didn't matter. She just wants that money. Yeah, she's like, honey, I could have said you, but you know the check's going to be bigger if I put Jay over on it. My check is your check, honey. You want to go to? Aren't we going to Fiji again? Uh, I mean, please. (laughs) I actually. Oh my god. Actually, I think I'm uh, doing something good for my community because I'm calling the state of Florida and I'm asking them to remove the Diacos as residents because they don't live in Florida as much as they do other places. <laughs> oh, we do too. No, Steve, so you you don't even really you're you're like about a half half a resident, aren't you? It's getting close to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I can I have your house in the can I can I house sit when you're gone? Yes. Oh, that'd be Absolutely. the best. We would trust you in there in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Uh, Anna, you've seen their home. How I have. Be- I've it's, been inside. Oh, it's so it's, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Stunning. I, I just don't Thank think you. I could make it yes. upstairs to bed, though. I have to sleep on the couch. Those, those <laughs> stairs are brutal. Stairs. Those stairs are brutal. Hey, Steve, I slept in the garage last night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 have you ever slept on the dock before, Steve? Like, have you ever, like, gone out there and on put, the like, dock? a sleeping bag? Yeah, that'd and, be like, nice. No, that's seriously, like, in, like, yeah. March or something. No, I've never even thought to do well, I've fallen asleep out there just lying out there with my uh, Bella likes to lie out there when she's home she gets oh, out there and he's I've an indoor napped. cat he doesn't like to sweat that's something I would do yeah I mean but indoor you... dog would be a little better than a cat thank you yeah <laughs> oh no your brothers say you're an indoor cat yeah, they do. That's what they say. Oh, they do. Really? They do. They call yeah. you an indoor cat. Yeah, but Danny also I, admits I that he is as well an indoor cat. Yeah, Dan's yeah. an indoor. They're all indoor cats. Yeah, they're all. Nothing you know. wrong with that. Yeah, I like indoor cats. Yeah, so, I have two with carbon fiber litter, litter boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. but Krista would be a guy, like she would be, like spend the night out there. Like yes. on an she's, air she's a lot more rugged. She yeah. is. She's the most rugged of all of us. She probably is the most um, rugged of everybody. Yeah. Maybe her and Candle would be like. I'd love to see a yeah, fight that- between her. She has West Virginia yeah, roots. Yeah, and I would be neck, yeah, neck and neck with that girlfriend. She knows what she's doing outside. She was like in the 4-H, you know? Yep. Yeah, you got Plant City versus West Virginia. That would be... Isn't yeah. that where Krista's from, West Virginia? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Krista. Hey, um, again, Steve's number one in girth and number two in length, okay? Yes! Okay. See, see you later. <laughs> see you, baby. Bye, love you. Bye, Krista. She's the best. Bye. I love her. The best ever. Love you. 
the be- and and you know what, Steve? I mean, I'm not trying to be sentimental, but you and I have gone through some hell. Probably only you and I can even ex- can like your brothers and some of our friends can't even really wrap their head around some of the pressure some of the pressure that's been put on you and I in this community and people come and go in your life and there's one person that never wavered at your highest or your lowest moment and it's that bitch right there she is truly your i mean like she's your trap queen that's a fact <laughs> no for what real a title. that's a fact no for real when the feds were scaling over your wall who answered the door she did yeah she's she's the most amazing partner i could have ever dreamed of and when i was doing boxing remember henry grooms yep he used to say these things that called mother wit, mother's wit, and uh, like you know, old timer saying. Yeah, like like it, one would be like it's 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 um, uh, like a, a a dumb rat has but one hole. You know, like like it's better to have more than one you know hole to oh, escape I... from. Or or uh, a drunk man speaks his sober thoughts. Um, and one of the things he said was, "Hard times brings about change." And he said that when I said I would never divorce my wife, we'd never get a divorce. And he said, Stephen, hard times brings about change. Oh, it's a poor rat has but one hole. That's what he used to say. So I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? And he's like, well, when hard times come, women change. And they often, oh, they, do. they leave. And, and so when hard times come, I'm not wishing it on you, Stephen, but when they come, you know, don't, don't you ever you say never. You had some hard times, buddy. The hardest. Hard. The hardest. I mean, when the feds are jumping over the, you know, on some trumped up willies. <clears throat> I mean, they for real. They terrorized me, and I was shattered. I was shattered. And and my wife kept saying, get up. Get on with it. And she never wavered. She never threatened leaving me. She no. stood by me through thick and thin, richer, poorer, sickness and health. That is the baddest woman on the planet i screw I, henry. I, 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 I can simplify what, she's henry, what henry groom said krista diaco's the baddest bitch ever that's she what is. he should have said and you know what he respected her too oh she's the greatest thank Love you <laughs> anna yeah. thank you so very much oh, thank you we're gonna do an after show on sure. both both. Right. both youtube both. and facebook youtube and facebook we got to keep our facebook numbers up even though we're in jail did you know we got thrown in Facebook jail, uh, Stephen? No, yeah. I, I, that's crazy. For, Come on. For me calling myself white trash. For real. This is getting so weird out there. It is. It's getting weird. Let me, at the at the bar party, were people wanting to look at your trapper keeper? Yes, I yeah. had to hide it, though, because there were rumors that people were going trying to, to steal it. Steal it and or It's not like, a wonderful you wonder you didn't take it out off, off premise because, I mean, that's your baby, is it not? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I had it for one ninety nine, and then I I hit it pretty well. Let me. Can you can you give the camera a, a little kind of a little look see at your trapper keeper and how thick it's getting and looks like his wallet. Look, this mm-hmm. is now this is Lummy's trapper oh, keeper, and this is God. the all the show notes that he you know is supposed to have written down. It's just his trapper keeper. Anytime I tell him, Lummy, write this down. You know, or Lummy, on this particular day, I'm declaring a new law. Like, it's that's what most insane dictators do is they have somebody write it down and then they forget. So Putin does. Right. So, Lummy, I mean, Lummy, can you give people examples of what, like, what's in your trapper keeper? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I have. Well, first of all, you have the, you have the champ, you have the, the, the pedigree of the belt. Do you not? Correct. Yes. Right? I, don't, I don't need to hear it. Okay. But you got that. Like what is other anything cool? organized or is it just like he, well, day yeah, by day? Uh, the, it's organized in his little head. The blue right. one is all where the, the former belts, you know, blitz like in your tool cabinet, you may not have your half yeah. inch where it's supposed to, but you know where it's at. Yeah. It's organized chaos. Right. <laughs> Controlled. Like, let me go through some of what he got written down there. Okay, buddy. 
It's a very big moment for you, Blummy. Blummy, you're trying to try take some. Blummy, I'm trying to take some heat off the fact you didn't have the belt. Yeah, well, like the newest stuff I have, like here, I have uh, the cream machine tires. I have the uh, bathroom, the trash duties, which I got to change those since um, I have decaps still written down for one of them. So there's a little old BRN personality disorders. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that one? What? Oh. What? Hold on. Go through your BRN personality disorders. What's that? Uh, Bubba has the schizoaffective uh, savant. Is that what I am? A yes. schizoaffective savant? Servant, yes. please. Okay. And what's Anna? Uh, Anna is a. Cute. Let me. It's. I mean, Blitz, it's, it's. It's. It's fun. Fun to go back and let's look at some of our notes. Of is course. It not? Yes, oh, of yeah. course. We're going to the yearbook. The re- you know. We're going to the yearbook. We're going <laughs> to the yearbook. Let me go ahead. Uh, let's see. Anna is a clingy, needy, Asperger type BDS, which is body dysmo- uh, dysmorphic syndrome. Man, That's we, me. Honest to God, did we have a professional come in this day in diagnosis? Yes, Doctor no. Bubba. <laughs> All right. So I have. I am what now? Schizo affective and a savant. And Anna is a clingy, needy, <laughs> sort of Asperger BDS, which is body dysmorphic syndrome. And what's Blitz? Blitz is a, a borderline personality disorder slash negative. <laughs> and, right. and, and am I the one that made all these up? I uh, think we, it was. Yeah, it was we kind of went around with okay. it, and Dr. Dan. Too. Okay, and 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 what did what what's Dan? Narcissistic sociopath. That's boom. <laughs> boom. Hallelujah. What are you, Lummy? I'm a Stockholm autistic. All right, continue on to go through some notes. I mean, God, what's I need I wasn't even prepared for this content. This no. is brilliant. Bubba's four personalities. Oh, I have four personalities? Yeah. Who is who's this determined by? You. Oh, yeah, you. Okay. The, Different Bubba's. One of your personalities decided that you have four. Yes. Oh. The so me, one of the my me, pers- me personality. The what now? The me, me. All right. What's, the, what's the, that mean? You just put me, me. Like, you're That's just all you. about yourself. Yeah, the, the true you. Yeah, all the right. true so you. So, like, the real me. The one that yeah. no one sees. Well, yeah. yeah the, nobody, They're not even you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't want to know. This is a mystical creature like the yeah. Loch Ness Monster. The me, me is I know him, but I don't want to know him. He's, right. He scares me. Mm-hmm. He does. I know. He, he scares me. Go ahead, let me <laughs> The radio me. Yeah, that guy. You that guy's cool as hell. He like is. everybody likes him. Please. The family me. Mm, yeah, and I'm the, not doing so good there. And the sales <laughs> me, which is a flim flammer, skim yeah. skim scammer. I'm a good on two and four. Two and four is what make what's 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 paying the bills around here. Uh, I have what you wanted to name your son Ezra Elvis Clem. Okay, that's um, fairly recent. The oldest lady you banged with Ella, which was the 54 year old landlord in Chicago. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, this is stuff that you have written down in your in your yearbook there. Yeah, your phone screener in San Antonio that you had a crush on was oh, Lori Flores. Yeah. Oh, oh. And then the last day on the air, they were gonna they were having like a little going away party for me, and she said I have a present, and she like wore something kind of cute that night, and it was on the air like an on air you know going away party. But was you know back blitz when you actually you knew your last day because it right. was, they were all happy for you because mm-hmm. they weren't getting fired you're actually going to a bigger market so and they had like a little on-air deal she was Lori flores was my 18 year old hispanic uh very good girl that i thought i could turn into a bad girl but i had such a crush on her sure but i but i had such a crush on her that i couldn't like even like tell her i had a crush on her oh and because i was like her boss she was my uh. phone screener <laughs> And What's so, wrong with that? It was just it was just all this like kind of like 
uh, I was stuck in the friend zone. Blitz, it's like you with Anna, oh. but I didn't have a me to help her along. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, Blitz, let's just be honest. I mean, I really helped you with Anna. I don't know how long it would have made it just continue to be in this big purgatory, like no man's land mm -hmm. deal. You could have just been stuck in the. Well, we never would have met. So That's there's true. that. All right. Well, you never would have met. So. And yeah. then secondly, Anna, if I hadn't on February 14th say, listen, Anna. Yeah. You know, if do you think it would still just be kind of be this uncomfortable thing thingy? I mean, do you, how do you th do you think you would have eventually got to this point? I don't know. Because she had two years to do it I on know, your and own. I, and, didn't I didn't, it. and I didn't get it done. So I, I think I really needed the kick in the ass. You Thank did. you so much. And I didn't have a kick in the ass. So I had this biggest crush on Lori Flores. So they had this party at the end of the night. My show is uh, 7 to 11. So like the entire staff came in at 10 o'clock. It was like, we're, you know, Bubba's going to B96 in Chicago. We're so happy for him. You know, blah, blah, blah. And so after the party, like it was like 11.15, it was actually really, really cool because even the salespeople came out that late. And That's that, awesome. You know, that, that was a Friday. No, it wasn't a Friday. It, well, yeah, it was a Friday night because my last show was going to be on a Friday. So they all kind of had, had alcohol. It was kind of like a little going away party. It was pretty cool. Awesome. And they don't do that stuff in radio anymore. Not mm -hmm. really. And so she, um, in Blitz, I had to turn in my samurai Side all, oh no, radio, not listen, your samurai. No, the radio station was. <laughs> I worked at KTFM, and they took such good care of their jocks. Like this is unheard of, but it was. You know, if you were a jock, if you were a full time jock on KTFM, you were a star. Like you were just a big star. The way they positioned you in the community, every jock was. They had. Remember when Suzuki Samurai? Of course, were, a little tiny were, Jeep looking thing. Popular. Yeah. Well. Samurai of San Antonio, whatever, was a sponsor of the station. So every full-time guy got a fully wrapped Samurai, station Samurai, as a take-home vehicle. I mean, isn't that unheard of? Like, it's unheard of in today's radio world. Oh, absolutely. World. Well, it was a different world back then. And every, and, uh, every full-time show had a phone, a phone screener. Also unheard and, of. Yeah. The fact that your coworkers were, like, happy for you. Oh, yeah. Also unheard of in today's... And so environment. she she was like assigned my um, uh, my phone screener, which she'd be right there in the studio with me. She had like this little you know area over there. She was pretty close in proximity, and she was so hot. I bet you I can find a picture of her blitz. I bet you I can. We can sell as an NFT. Okay. <laughs> so you know, so like I'm there for like seven eight months. Um, I had a two year contract. I was you know gonna stay there for two years i loved it plus i was in love with her uh, don't forget now blitz this is after I, I my wife left me and my girlfriend rebecca broke up with me because she got pregnant with by her dad's uh partner law, law firm partner oh wow so i'm living in san antonio i don't have any girlfriends how old are you at this point what would have been 1980 uh 1987 Really so, so I'm 21, 21, 21 years old, uh, living in San Antonio, just got divorced. And the, the chick that I left my wife for just broke up with me mm. and I'm all by myself. And I'm a white guy in San Antonio and, you know, I barely spoke the language. And barely, I, don't, I didn't even know the language because you can't speak white guy down there. Mm -mm. And, and, you know, white guys, you know, there's not a lot of, there's just a lot of hot Hispanic girls, lots, and they're hot. 
there's somewhat of a language barrier, and I think it's within their community. It's not cool to date a white guy. Probably Isn't not. Isn't it one of the fattest cities in America? Well, That's Houston. No, no, San Antonio. No, I don't think so. No, Houston. Houston's one of the worst. I know. But so Boston. anyway, Antonio. <laughs> so you know, it, it's so you know, even hot Hispanic girls like their families. Like if you're a white guy, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know, Johnny Depression. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get the hell out of there, but I was in love with my phone screen. I thought there was some chance. So the last night, my party, we're having a party, and she's like, "Hey, after the party, you know, I thought maybe you and I could go out uh, for like, uh, you know, a drink or something." She, I think she wasn't even night. I think she was like nineteen or twenty. Sounds about right. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, oh yeah, yeah. This is. I'm finally. We're gonna finally, you know, smash. Yeah. Finally, she, you know, and she gives me a. We go to the Applebee's. She has a water with a lemon. Oh. oh yeah. Geez. I have a diet coke. And I said, hey, are you? You want to go back to my place? She's like, no, but I have a present for you if you come to my car. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah let's head. go, Daddy. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I mean. Walking with kind of a boner. You know? I mean, I'm bonied up right in the yeah. moment. You know, so I'm like, oh, yeah. This is going to be great. Because if I could just do that, then she'll like me. You know, because right, at right. that point, you're pathetic. <laughs> you're just a loser. Hoping to get some. Oral in the Applebee's parking lot for a girl that you had a crush on for nine months, but you didn't have a, the balls to say anything. Pussy boy. Oh, sorry. I, I'm projecting. <laughs> so we go she, We go to her car, and she's got like this Honda Accord or something. Her dad was real rich. It's like a new one, oh. a brand new one. She had like wheels on it. Of course, she's Hispanic. She's living in San Antonio. Right. She ain't got stock wheels. Nope. Please. No, she, probably had neon. The... she probably had neon underneath it too. I don't even know. Yeah. Hitting switches. So I get it. I get in. I get in the passenger car. She has. She's probably three. Three wheel motion. Yeah. Big bass playing DJ Magic Mike. So I get in. I get in the passenger side. She gets in the, the driver's side and she starts crying. And she's yeah. like, "You don't have any idea, you know how much I'm gonna miss you." For the last eight or nine months, you know, I've really, I've really, really kind of felt this energy between you and I. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah can we go ahead and unzip my pants right now? <laughs> no, but I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I know. I've felt it too. By the way, let me, I've no, never told this part of the story on the radio. Perfect. Like, I've never told this no, part. No, I've never heard this part. This is because this is the embarrassing part. Oh. You know, this is. I think I know. Yeah, this is the, you know, I really look like a, like a real pussy. <laughs> so. She's like, I, I, you know, for the last eight or nine months, I've felt this energy between you and I, and I can't explain it. And I'm like, I know, me too, but I've been so afraid to say something, but I really, really like you. And she said, well, you know, I, I went to church and I prayed about it. I'm like, Ew. Oh, well, well <laughs> me, okay. Now you're down to half, Chubb, <laughs> okay. And, but I'm like, okay. Oh, I didn't say. Because she's feeling I, like I almost, a nasty girl. She feels like she has to repent for her sins. Yeah, well, I'm thinking maybe, right? <laughs> yes, I'm thinking. Okay, man, there's you know. Sure. There's a chance. She went. She went and asked. You know, she went and prayed about Talk it. To and, God. And, and she probably maybe her pastor said, "Well, if you like the guy, you know, go for it." Yeah, give him some mm-hmm. riz heads. Yeah, give him some riz. So she says, and I have I have determined that we're going to probably just have to be great friends. And I got you a Bible with some highlighted scriptures. Uh, if you ever get if you ever get lonely or feel you know sad, 
than I, I have. And she had like these oh my <clears throat> scriptures, like you know how on pa- like legal papers, blitz they'll have like a little red Tabs. tab deal. Yeah, and you turn to that page. Yeah, she had like page seven or eight page markers set up on this Bible um, where I was supposed to go and read when I was feeling like a loser in Chicago with my four-inch penis in my hand. Did you? I still got the Bible. Do you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know how many movies. But you didn't throw it away right then? No, I, 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 I should have it? It, thrown it right back in her face and given her black eye. Should have. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why you didn't. What a pimp. What's what a pimp would have done. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what a pussy does. God I'll tell you what you, a pussy does. God tell you this? I'll tell you what a pussy does. Pussy starts crying like what? I did. You start crying? Yeah, I'm like, man, I really liked you. I, I thought we'd be more than friends. And she's like, I, I thought there was a chance. But, I, you know, with you going to Chicago and everything, you know, like she kind of threw that in there. Right. Oh. So I was like. There were some feelings. Yeah, she's like, I thought, you know. And then I would have said, well, I wouldn't have, t- I wouldn't have taken the job. I would have stayed in San Antonio. And then she's like, you can't do that for your career. Because she was a radio girl. Yeah, Like, yeah, she yeah. knew, you know, she was, you know, she was uh, worked at the radio station because she's interested in radio. So she knows, you know, on a, uh, San Antonio was like market 36, and I'm doing nights. In Chicago 3. Make it, yeah. And, or I can go to do nights in Chicago market 3. Sure. Yeah, there's no chance. You, you know, got to take the job. Right. And even though, I mean, I was making like 40 in San Antonio, and I they in Chicago they pay horrible. They just pay you what after a scale was. So I was making six. But that's a huge stepping stone. To, but yeah, you take the, the you know time. you take the pay, the pay push, and for the market of mm-hmm. you know. So then oh, now yeah. you're now you're and I think at one time Blitz in radio. I don't know if this is a stat or not. I was been told by Joel Denver, and uh, and you know some of the radio historians that I was the youngest guy ever to have done mornings, afternoons, and nights. In a top five market, huh. oh, wow. I did nights and mornings in Chicago. Oh, before before the age of twenty five. Okay, I did nights and mornings in Chicago, and I did afternoons in Philly, all before the age of twenty five. Hmm. That's pretty impressive, it isn't is. it? It is. Oh, yeah. Market three, uh, and market. I think Philly's market. It might be market eight. I don't know. Sounds about right. But I think I'm the youngest guy ever to do mar- uh, mornings, afternoons, and nights in a top 10 market. That's cool. Which is awesome. very cool. Yeah, it was cool. So so cool that I tell Lori Flores, I'm like, well, what if I want to be more than friends? She's like, well, you, it's just, you know, you just can't. We can't. I'm going to school, and KTFM has got me, you know, I'm on this internship with KTFM for another six months. And Pastor Pablo said it's not okay. <clears throat> and... My, and my papa says it's not okay. Have you looked her up lately? I was no, going to ask. No, I haven't. You never saw her again? Never saw her. <gasps> I've never. Let's find her. I've Let's can never... probably find her in like Actually, six Actually, Boa, surprise, here she is. Woo! Isn't she married to a pastor? Where like are they kids? now? Blitz, how do you know? Are you sending me a link? Oh, no, she works in radio, doesn't she? Blitz? I, you guys. I don't know. After, oh. after 1988. After 1988-89, whatever I think it was 1988, yeah. After June of night, after June of night, no, <laughs> yeah. After June of 1988, that's when I left. May, May of 1988. I've never seen or spoke to her. I think we maybe maybe when MySpace was a thing or something. I don't know. Oh, I think okay. we had some type of correspondence. She wasn't your top eight. Boy, Anna, how? 
unbelievable of a show would it be if we could zoom in all of my exes? That'd be amazing. From That'd like be a long show. Well, like the main, the main. The girl. Main, How many would come on? The, well, none of them would. None of them would. None of them would. Or at least call them and try to get some answers. Uh, let me write this down. <clears throat> these are my. These are the most famous exes. Okay. No, you you might have it. That's it. Well, I got down. that list. Yeah. You, you have a list of Bubba's exes. Yes. <sighs> Go ahead. Do you want me to just do after high school the ones I have? Yeah. Well, I. Because you got like uh, yeah, Nikki at, Daughtry. Nick, yeah. Yeah, well, she could put her down. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was like one of my first girlfriends. Chris Andrews. No, don't uh, scratch her out. Penny she Proctor. Was, uh, scratch her out. Christine Hudson. Oh yeah, she's definitely in. Whoa. <laughs> Christine. That's one. Are you went, scratching out like the not so good looking ones or the ones? No, that... the ones that I didn't really have that. It, okay. Like you wouldn't. You was kind of more of a fling. Okay. Than it was That's like fair. a like, like a, a real relationship. Yeah, like was like you know two or three timers. The other ones are relationships. Like I dated them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, right, okay. Christ, Christine uh, Efferson. Yeah, Elifson, yeah. Big Boobs at Rock. Jill Fox. Yeah. Rebecca Hamilton. No, Rebecca Hamlink. Hamlink, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Andrea. Uh, she was kind of more of a... Le- no, she was a fling. I got in a lot of trouble blitz when I brought this Andrea chick to my conservative... Remember Amy? Oh, was uh, this like the stripper kind of yeah. dressing one? Okay. Remember Amy, my cousin that I used to watch? Yeah. When I was in the closet. Right, Not that right. I was in the closet sexually. I was actually physically in the closet. <laughs> right. Why? And I was like 12 and she was like 16 and she was starting to mess around. Right. She was cute. So I like a couple times would stare, you know, wonder, sure, where I get, wonder where I get my voyeur, brother. Yeah. And so... She was getting married, and I was in Chicago at the time dating this girl named uh, Andrea. But she was really kind of stripperish. But she was real rich. You know, like on like like the real rich daddy's girls that dress like sluts? Yes. That's, I befriended many of them in college. That's exactly her They're dad, super fun. She had like, she lived in Barrington, Illinois, which is nothing but huge mansions out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, her in her, and Blitz, her house, like her house was like, Double the size of my old house. What? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, right. She was like nineteen, and I was just kind of blasting her. But I decided to take her to my uh, aunt. I'm sorry, to my niece, my uh, first cousin Amy's wet wedding in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. And Andrea, you know, we're going to in, we're going to Fort Wayne, Indiana. It, you know how girls are going to be dressed, like Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, conservative. You know, conservative. You know, not like they're from, you know, a strip joint in Chicago. So Andrea wears like this little white sequin dress, which I don't know if you're not supposed to wear that at a wedding or not, but it literally barely went over her vagina. Her ass, you could literally see her ass. She didn't wear any panties or bra at my request. And, you know, we got drunk at the party. I never drink and I got a little drunk. Oh, and then my mom asked me to leave. (laughs) Because all the men, your date is being disruptive, Bubba. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean, Mom? I said, Every, everybody seems to like her. And he goes, she goes, she's, Bubba, she's a whore. Get her out of here. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, what the hell? She's, what the hell, you're, Mom? You're ruining Amy's. This is her day, and you had to come down here and bring some f- whore. All the, all the women are just 
beside themselves. You're embarrassing me. But the guys were loving her. I'm like, okay. All right. Whatever. See you later. Ruin it. Yeah. You ruined it. By mom. So then Andrea, I'm like, come on, Andrea. She's like, why are we going so early? I'm like, because this place sucks. Wants to stay. I mean, let's get the hell out of here. Did you leave and go blast? <clears throat> no, we didn't even blast because she was so upset that I pulled her from the wedding. Oh, jeez. I didn't even get a blasting oh, on her thanks, deal. Mom. No. She was. She looked straight like a stripper. That was oh, good. <clears throat> that was the whole point. Yeah. So uh, scratch her off relationship, Anna. Uh, Lummy. Holly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee, please. Rebecca. Yeah. Uh. I. Crystal? Nah, she was more of a fling. She just she put take her off. And then I have uh, Nikki and Heather. Yeah, and you probably should put Tyler's mom in there, Jenna. Yeah, I'm sorry, that I mean, was after Heather. I sorry. Yeah. Those are my exes. Yeah. You can't talk to my currents. You don't want to blitz, you never want to cross pollinate those two groups. Sure. <laughs> that's that's a crosswire Willie all sure day. Sure is. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be unbelievable if you could get a hold of now, Lummy, the ones that you denoted as relationship ones? Yes. If Anna, if you could get those together all, like either in studio would be ideal, right? But either on on Zoom. Oh my! How many are there, Lummy? <clears throat> uh, do, 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 do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 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 Yep. The dirty eleven. Oh. Oh, you could never call it that. They would never per- go. No. <laughs> they would never like that. Never. And Blitz, do you think that Bubba's the angels. Do you think, I'm trying to go through them, Lummy, as to which ones would like, you know, say, you know, he's a, you know what? He's a good, he's a good guy. You know, he's, he's, he's brilliant at what he does. He's, you know, his, his mind is just unbelievable. He's kind. He does have a little bit of a, of a, of a temper sometimes. that mother effer. But. <laughs> I wonder, I, let me, I got to go, so I'm not too late, but let's go through them next and try to be honest as to whether they would be cool or not cool. Okay. You know, and maybe what some of their high spots would be. All right. You think we should do that, Blitz? That might be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, you like, are you going to wear your Diaco shirt? We're not. Are you of do, course are I you, am. And I'm doing laundry a, today, so I'm going to wash it because I like to. I are you going to take a wash. picture? Yeah, I do a picture. Anna, it's, Anna, it's anonymous. Hello? I think people may know it's me. Not, no, 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 no. Oh, when the shirts are straight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's two. Uh, let me, if we were to pick up uh, my ex's uh, talk, we were going to go through them as to what we thought their position about me would be. Like, do they hate me? Do they like me? Do you think they still like me? Do you think that they hate my guts? Do you think, you know, I mean, I think it would be kind of an interesting uh, topic, yeah. so to speak. Start at the top, Lummy. Uh, Julie Park. No, she wasn't a, a oh. real girlfriend. I told you to scratch her off. Nikki Daltrey. Sorry, uh, Nikki. Yeah, Daltrey. that would be the Nikki Daltrey. Um. Oh, you guys see? None of you guys know these people. No. No. So, I would say she would say, uh, not like nothing, nothing bad, but because it wasn't really a thing. I'd almost scratch her off, Lummy, and not make like yeah. Let me scratch her off. Scratch her off on relation, Lummy? yeah. Scratch her off. What's the next? What's the next one? Uh, Christine Hudson. Yeah, that was for you. that one was for real. That one ended up in East St. Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what she certainly probably wouldn't go on the air. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You think she would I, say something bad? 
I, yeah, I think that she would say, honest to God, I, I choose not to remember that part of my life. I think that, that would be, bad, I huh? think it would be that bad. Is yeah. that traumatic? <clears throat> yeah. Dating you? Like, you know, like, let me, for instance, at, this would be my reaction. Like, ask me about Christine Hudson. Bubba, what do you think about Christine Hudson? Oh, my God. She was so beautiful. She was so cool. She was young, but she was just cool as hell, man. She just went with the vibe. Like, she was way ahead of her time. And probably one of the hottest chicks I've ever been with. Okay, that's how I would answer, right? Yeah. Now, how this is how she would answer it. Hey, Christine, uh, what do you think? Uh, what, what's your opinion of Bubba the Love Sponge? Who? Oh my God! Let me tell you something. Do not ever bring that name. So, you know, over the years, he's talked about this stuff, and I'm so embarrassed. I have a family, and it's just a part of my life. I just do not like to remember. Please, leave, do not call me again. Please. please. Click. Exactly. That's how that one would go. So that's a no. Yeah. Uh, Christine Efferson. Oh, Elston. Christine Elifson. Uh, let me the or Blitz, the, the, the format will be I say what I think about them, and then okay. I have to play them okay. unless it's somebody you guys know. Right. Okay. So Christine Elifson. Um, big boobs, uh, kind of a tease, was hot, um, but... I think was kind of a player. I think she was kind of a Ooh, player. Player got played? Yeah, I think she was kind of a player. Mm. But she was hot. Big jugs from uh Too big or just right? No, just right. Just oh so right. Mm. <laughs> and okay, now let me I have to be I have to be Christine Elifson. Hey Christine, uh, what's your opinion on Bubba? Bubba Clem? You know, Bubba and I hooked up two different times. Once when I was uh, lived in uh, uh in in, in uh was it Southern Illinois, no Eastern Eastern Illinois. Once when I was uh, went to Eastern Illinois uh, University, and then once when we uh, I had a job in Orlando, and I turned the radio on one night, and there was Bubba, and I was like, "Oh my God, I used to date this guy," and so then we uh, you know hooked up for a little bit, uh, but uh, he ended up you know, being a real dick, and kicked me out because he started dating some younger blonde girl, so I hate him. Okay. Is he? Are you announced? Are you calling me to tell me that he died? Uh no. We were oh, trying to see if we get him on the air. Don't call me back. Oh, thanks. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Anything short of announcing his obituary, please uh, uh, don't don't call me. Thank you. Jill Fox. <sighs> Jill Fox. Oh, Jill Fox. <laughs> Jill Fox. We tried to call Jill Fox, and got her husband. Back in the 98 Rock days. And he said, do not call this number again. Oh. She hates me. A lot. Still? If you know Jill Fox, don't ever mention my name. It's just because I was, you know, just, I messed around. She was that the one you got with the marriage and all? That was the one that I got married to. Yeah. And I was cheating on her. Like a lot? Because you were in love with someone else? Yes. And she found out about all, yeah, like, oh, yeah. this Was the girl hotter than her that you were cheating on her with? Yeah. Like way hotter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's her fault. But, but. Hurts my feelings. But Jill, you know, what? she'd probably be, that was, you know, I married her. Yeah. She'd probably be the one that hates me the most. Really? Yeah. Like Jill would be the number one that hates me. I'll rank them as we go. So far, the ones we've talked about, they don't really hate me on a, a level. Lot of hate ranking. Not, yeah. This is number one with a bullet on the hate ranking. I promise you that. Yeah. Whew. Her dad took a swing at me too. 
Whoa. I believe it. When, when, he, had, when, he, when, he, when he came down to San Antonio, Texas, and was moving all her stuff back to Indiana because they caught me cheating on her with Rebecca, and his dad came in, and I wouldn't help him load any of the stuff up. What were you doing? Just sitting around? Yeah. Oh. Telling him to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and he took a swing on me. And he just drove down, and you told him to get the hell was, out? His name was Jim Fox. I drove... 15, 1800 miles in a rider truck ready to come save his daughter. Here's Bubba Clem being a real dick. Imagine that. Yeah. Jill Fox is number one on the Bubba's a dick deal. Let me go ahead and continue on. We can uh, do one more before words. I'm way late. Rebecca Hamlack. <sighs> Hamlack. Rebecca Hamlack. Ham- Rebecca Hamlink. Known as just Rebecca. She was really the very first real, real radio groupie. Uh, like, was with me because I was on the radio and famous. And then when you're not on the radio and famous anymore, that tends to go south on you. Trust me. Not she's got nothing for you. <sighs> Is she the one you got the Bon Jovi picture for? Yeah, she's the one that I lot. Into- yeah, I were they just- all brunettes except for Holly? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Straight hair. Yeah. Bubble butts. Big jugs. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Mommy, I think we were going to rep- pick up my exes. Yes, from Rebecca. From Rebecca Hamlink. Hamlink. And, and the format goes me, then I then I play her. Yep. And currently the only one on the hate, hate ranking is Joe Fox. She's number one. She hates She's me the most. One. Yeah, by far. She's a bullet. All right. Well, Rebecca, would I, I would say, oh, my God, she was the most unbelievable freak ever. She, like, taught me how to freak. Oh. Like, she's the one. Like, she taught me how to freak. She was, oh, my God. Can you give us an example of some of the freaky stuff she'd like? Just the way she talked and this outfit like, that she, she would say? just, oh, just, I can't even I'm get I'm a dirty it. birdie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, dirty I'm, a, I'm a dirty birdie. She, she just kind of won the, she's the one that kind of broke the freak seal. So, Yeah. So now, uh, uh, Lummy, I'm going to be her. Okay. Hey, you have to, you have in to bed. No, no. Oh, sorry. No, I'm, she's, if, if, if somebody yeah, was to ask me. her, if somebody was to ask her, hey, oh. what, what's, what's your recollection of, you know, Bob, of dating when you were, when you I was, date, ball, when I was you ball date, gagged out. When you dated Bubba. Couldn't breathe. Hey, Rebecca, uh, what was your, you know, when you dated Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, what's your memories of that? My memories include, <laughs> what was that, what, Rebecca? What was that again? <laughs> you gotta say yes, Daddy. Through that. <laughs> nope, not taking it off until you say the code word. <laughs> clearly, so I must hear it clearly. I, I Otherwise, think, no, no she, ball gag. I think she would say, you know, it was good for a while. Uh, but then when he left Grand Rapids, you know, he became a little insecure bitch, and I uh, fell in love with another dude. Oh, she left you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because you were insecure? Well, no, because I was no longer the hot slinging de- radio guy in her market. Oh. I met her in Grand Rapids, and then I moved to San Antonio, so I got fired from Grand Rapids, and you can't make long distance. I mean, you know, if you're a group, no. if, if you're dating a groupie, right? I mean, you know, she's not going to fly to San Antonio because you're the number one guy in San Antonio. She wants to be able to turn on her radio in her her little bedroom, listening to her little new new kids on the block, dedicated by her guy on the radio saying that she's the hottest bitch in the entire world. That's what they wanted. 
Anyway, let me watch the next one. Holly Marshall, the blonde. The I blonde. No. She, babe. This is this would be me talking about Holly. The just the most nicest, kindest, hard hardworking, just a great girl. Just was <laughs> t- really honest to God, just a great girl. Just I mean, fun, sexy, nice, polite. Again, just nobody you could not work her. She worked, like wasn't lazy. Just was just a just a really cool girl. Was she dumb? No, she, she wasn't dumb. No, she wasn't dumb. Hmm. Some of them were dumb. She's not dumb. I'm just asking. That's if that's a fair question though to ask. Thank you. Because she was blonde. Well, I thought <clears throat> I don't know if she was. Are you saying that they're with me? Then they're dumb. Are no, you saying that? No, okay. you just said it was a fair question. All right. So you know. And she wiped my butt with my, with a towel. You know she. You know she really was a. I mean. Yeah, we know. We know you pooped in the box. Gr- like I mean, a, she was like a gr- cat. She was great. She, she was cl- awesome. She had a clean you, and then you cheated on her. And then now, uh, let me ask. I'm I'm gonna play Holly, and I don't even know Blitz. Like that's my. You can't even participate. Like I don't think anybody can participate. <laughs> I think like with Heather and other ones that you p- potentially you guys might know, you right. guys can participate as well with people like you know. Let me. You knew Heather a little bit. Yeah. I think you knew Nikki a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you guys might be able to participate on those. All right. <clears throat> let me ask that. Hey, Holly. Uh, what was what's your memories of uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, the guy you used to wipe his uh, ass for? He is the... Oh, hey, guys. This is Brian. I want to go ahead and answer for, for her. <laughs> I'm sh- Bubba's number one fan. Shoot. Please buy my beanie babies. <laughs> I'm with her now. That is a shoot. That's people, Anna, you don't even believe that story, so listen to I this. Think, I think I did hear it. But Holly leaves me. And who does what? she end up with? She leaves me. Holly break, you know, she left me. Remember when she put the mm-hmm. tape underneath my car? Yeah. She, she left, left me. You. She just and walked she away started slowly. To, she she ended up marrying and having children with my number one fan, Brian Steele. Wow. When we first started 98 Rock, we didn't have anybody that listened. And so the first guy that called in was named Brian Steele. So we're like, hey buddy, this is December second, nineteen ninety six. I'm like Bubba the Love Sponge on uh, 98 Rock, and I got Manson here, and Cowhead, and Guido, and we're the new morning show here at 98 Rock. I know Seabass and Marla were your favorite, but screw those jobbers. We're here. Uh, call us up now if you're listening to us uh, here on 98 Rock, and we're your new favorite show. On your first day, who was, who was in the studio? Anita Wad was my traffic girl. Okay. Uh, Manson, Cowhead, and Guido. Okay. <clears throat> and, um, and so... Yeah, call us. I got one guy that called. One guy on it called. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name's Brian Steele. I work at a hospital. Like I, I work at a hospital, mm-hmm. and I am your number one fan. I collect Beanie Babies. <clears throat> oh, he worked at a hospital too. So huh? That's where they. He oh. ended up. Wor- yes, he ended up working with. Her. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and here's another. I knew she did, but I didn't know he so did. She 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 was on she was on worked the overnight nursing shift till seven o'clock with Brian Steele. Okay. So listen to this, Blitz. We would sometimes do the, the Bubba trivia question of the day. Right. And she would be there listening to the radio and would tell him the answer oh, so that he could win. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. God, my movie would be epic. Oh, so. So, I, I so need Holly, to be... uh, so what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, thank you, Brian. But uh, Holly's <laughs> answer. I, he is the most disgusting, lying, cheating pig of a man. I hate him. You're lucky I don't call the cops because you asked me that question. What number would you put her at? Number two most hated. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she's number two. 
Can you blame her though? No, I cannot. And you pooped I, in and a box. I, and and I really can't. I it. can't blame. I can't blame. I can't blame one either. No. Like I'll. I mean, I'll. Did you ever apologize to these women for terrorizing them? And possibly ruining their lives. Probably not like I should have. Yeah. And things just happen so fast. <laughs> All right, let me then the next one. Rebecca Trainer. Oh. Another Rebecca. Oh God. Rebecca and she was Trainer. hot. I remember. She was hot. Because you were the one that you were going and, over to her house. Yeah, she was a little she was this little spring breaker I met. She was nineteen. Is she a freak? And she was yes. She'd run by Damn, your house. Every Rebecca <clears throat> you meet is a freak. Yeah, she was a freak. She was freakier than the original. So I meet her at a nightclub. She's on spring break down here, and she's staying in her dad's million-dollar beach. From where originally? <clears throat> Michigan. Okay. Waterford, oh. Waterford Township. Oh, I know that place well. Uh-huh. Like Clarkston, Waterton yep. Township, that kind of deal. Her dad Waterford, owned, yep. Her dad owned a huge water meter company. You know the water meter splits that the municipalities buy from? Sure. You know, th- those. Oh. So he was, you know, doing... He was like 15, 20, 30 million dollar water meter, complete city change out kind of project. Oh, that, nice. That kind of deal. <clears throat> and then, but he had a hustle on the side where after he pulled the meters out, a lot of them had brass. Oh, yeah, so, they're all brass. So he, he'd had a whole. He, Scrap them. He, he had a whole different wing of his division that had just two guys that would just tear, like, part out these meters, and he'd make another couple million on that. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So I met her at spring break uh, on a, down here at a nightclub. She was like 19, 18, 19. And she, she was like, you know, I listen to you on the radio and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So she's like, so the next night I'm on the radio, and of course I talk all about her. On, oh, my God, I met this spring Hot break. Meanwhile, I'm with Holly. Now I'm, in, I'm engaged to Holly, but I'm talking about on the air how I met this spring break chick. Because <laughs> Holly didn't listen. And it's not like it would get back to well, her. Brian he, did. Well, <laughs> this, this was at, when I was on the power pick. Oh, right. okay. And so... Of course, I'd go on the air and be like, oh, I met this little 19-year-old spring breaker from Michigan. This song's, you know, here you go, whatever. Debbie Deb, Lookout Weekend, uh, blah, blah, No Panties Thursday, Homie with the Big Baloney. Don't, you know, don't try to bitch and get me fired because my dad owns this place. I'm the man. I'm driving a 560 with 20s, which is really a 420. Right. So she showed up at the, at uh, at, uh, at Jammin's. Remember Jammin's oh, yeah. on Tuesday night? So Rebecca showed up after I said hi to her and it's like, hey, won't you come back over to my condo? My dad's Oof. my dad owns a condo that I live in. Uh and I don't have I don't go back to Michigan. This is like March of like nineteen ninety two. Oh no, this is March of ninety three. She's like my I, I, I'm gonna be here in, in in Clearwater till like June. I don't go back to Michigan till June. She was like a trust fund baby. It's like she yeah. didn't have to work. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to college or not. Her dad just bought her Porsches and she just hung out. So then I started dating her, and then Rebecca found – I mean, I'm sorry. Then Holly found out about it, and then Holly, you know, broke up with me, and then I started dating Rebecca, and then that was very volatile. That was through the 98 Rock days. Remember, we used to fight Blitz. Remember the the voice? How long were you with her? I don't know. Maybe three or four years, two or three years. I don't even know. With Rebecca, we're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I met – and then I met, I think, uh, Crystal, but we didn't count her, did we? Let me. She was. Oh, uh, you, well, you she, told she me to put her. Was she a stripper? We flinged. Yeah, yeah. you said. Yeah, you said. She no. was a former Bucks cheerleader, and uh-huh. I met her at my nightclub in Hernando. God, she was hot. Can only That's, imagine. But that was a fling. I was only a fling. Yeah. Then we go where? We go, we uh, go to Jet. We Jenna. go to Tyler, Tyler's mom. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should play that. That if, if I should do. I think we should just skip. Uh, right. Skip. You guys were together for a while, though. We were together for a while. And, yeah. And, and uh, she was. She's a great mom. Did you put Rebecca in the hate list? Um, hate ranking? No, no, no. <clears throat> oh, I need to now play the role of Rebecca would say yeah. about me. Hey, Rebecca. Uh, what's your recollection of uh, dating Bubba the Love Sponge? Yeah, uh, he was the love of my life. Really? Yeah. I should have never have left him for a 75-year-old man in L.A. <laughs> I should have stayed with him because, you know, he should was the love like of my life. Should old balls? Yeah, because the old guy I liked uh, ended up killing himself. Oh, dear. Whoa. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. So I should have just stayed with Bubba. I, I, she would alive. She would be the first girlfriend that probably would apologize to me. Wow. Yes. That's, That's that. a plot twist. Yeah. So no there, one saw a, coming. Nobody, nobody's ever even heard of that, nope. that nope. deal. Definitely but not. out of all my girlfriends, she would be, there's a couple that would apologize. There's probably a couple that would apologize to me. This would be the first one. Hmm. Whereas like, you know what? This one's on me. You you weren't the bad guy here. So far, Lummy, I've been the bad guy on every one of them. Yeah. But not like on it. this one. I'm the good guy on this one. What's the next one, Lummy? Uh, that would be Jenna, the... and then we went Jenna's mom. We went Tyler's mom. Yeah. That's just blitz. That's just a push. Yeah, that's just a you know respectful push. Yeah. All right. And then you got Heather. Oh Jesus, brother! Let <laughs> 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 me remember when I said there'd be uh, Rebecca potentially would be the one that would apologize. Yes. Hey, I have paid you numerous amount of time, and you have. Tell me right now, if you're a guy, like this isn't like the like the biggest bitchiest sounding bunch of bullshiz ever, and how like if like you're like for real, like any guy would put up with this. I mean, Blitz, would you put up with this? No. Hey, it's. I have paid you numerous amount of time, and you have not called me back. I mean, that really shows how important I am to you. I mean, my God, you call people back when we're f***ing at your house. So I don't still even know if you hung up on me or if you just got disconnected or what's going on. I don't I don't understand, and now I'm really mad because I have paid you several, several times, and you have not got back with me. And I think it's ridiculous. It's kind of like our relationship. It's just to the point where it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you've been home every night, and I've been home too, and I have been sick, and you she was paging you, Bubba. I know. Man, just just let me chill out. I'm on the boat fishing. Yeah, did you even offer to come over and see me or anything of that sort like a normal boyfriend would? No. But today you go out and... I'm not a normal boyfriend. Bye. You know, let's you break boat. You went on the boat with who? A day with Richard in the boat. Oh, like you don't see Richard enough. Richard. My God. Did you forget I live 3,000 miles away and I'll be leaving soon? I guess you don't think of things like that, now do you? Anyway, um, well, I hope you have a good meeting. You bought another club. Just add another thing. I mean, some girls would be like, you bought another club. You're kind of pimp. Not her. She's yeah. mad about it. She loves you. She wants to spend time with you. Your schedule. So I hope all goes well with that. And I don't know when I'll talk to you because I ain't calling you anymore. So when you feel like calling me, you know my name. We got to go back to your, your women list. Yeah. Back to Heather. That's where we left yeah. off. All right. Yeah. Where, now, so, and so, uh, Jackson, while you're making this a super spectacular special, as you should, you're going to have to put all these together. Like, you know, cut all that out and then put all this back. Make, yeah. Make it Leave seamless. the TikTok stuff out of here. Yeah, make it seamless. Okay, Jackson, please. This is going to, this would be a great segment. Oh, Bub, yeah. Bubba breaks down all of his exes. Shoot style. Please. Let me, where are we at? Oh, we're at Heather. Oh. <sighs> 
I, I got to play uh, me to her and then her to me. That's how we do it, right? Yeah. This is yeah. format. Heather was, you know, uh, was really a great, just a great person. I mean, just uh, she was, man, her and I just really clicked. Really? Yeah, we really like, I mean, you know, next to the girl that I'm seeing t- currently, Heather would be number two with regards to, you know, like she just, she was kind of like, you know. Not your soulmate, but. Yeah, but she was just, you know, she just was, a hell, she was a hell of a woman. She was a hell of a woman. She was a hell of a mom. She was a great mom. Great dogs. I, I, I just get, I get upset sometimes because we just got all caught up in some stupid stuff. I wish we just could have sat down and maybe cooler heads prevailed on several different things. You know, I don't know if we'd still be together now, but it would have been cool to watch. It wouldn't have ended like it ended. It wouldn't have ended like it ended. And it would have been cool to watch the kids grow up, you know, because I raised her her daughter for about seven years from like two to nine. Which Julia? Were, which, yeah, which were very, which were very influential years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very like, formative years. I was like her dad, her, you know, her stepdad. Her papa. And um, she was a great mom. You know, she was equally that person to Tyler. Uh, and was a great, just a great, she just wasn't, she was just a great person. And it's just a really unfortunate scenario yeah. that people think about us. If you think Bubba and Heather, you think automatically of me letting Hogan blast her. Right. And it just, it's just not a good, you know, there's a lot of, just a lot of things that I probably can't talk about. There's a lot of things that people have wrong. You know, it's just not like what it, it's really not what it seems. It's just, it's, I don't know, but not a, not a bad word. I would never speak a a bad word uh, to her at all. And I, I would hope one day that I could see her and just to kind of tie up some loose ends. Yeah. And just give her, uh, you know, like go to lunch with her. Mm -hmm. Not to try to get back, but just to end on better terms. Not, not to get back. She's, she, I mean, I'm, I've happily moved on and she's got a great guy that she's been with ever since she, you know, left me. So she's not, yeah, she's in a better situation. And, you know, but I would like, I would like to, you know, not have an ill relationship with her. I understand. Kind of rewrite history a little bit. Right. You know, and I think that I would apologize to her and I think she in turn would apologize to me. Have you, I'm sure you have tried to reach out to her. Nope. I haven't. At, At all? Nope. Ever since the split? Um, yeah, early on I did, but okay. probably not. I haven't probably reached out to her since 2013, 14. Wow, okay, so it's been some time. Yeah. And, you know, with what she would say about me, I don't know. I don't know if she would truly be able to be honest. I don't think that she truly, I think that, I think exteriorly and publicly she has to really not like me. And, you know, play that I'm kind of a victim, you know, Bubba, this is all Bubba's idea kind of deal exteriorly. But I think deep down she knows the connection and the bond that we had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, I don't know. I don't know what her answer would be. Probably not kind. All right, Lummy. Next. That would come to Nikki. 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 Good old uh, Nikki. N- Nikki was a great person. She was beautiful. Um, but, um, I, and I thought that Nikki was really, really kind of was really not caught up in 
the flash and the hype and 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 whatever. But in turn, I think and deal and and inevitably, I think she was because when my world started crumbling around me, she got got out as fast as the next guy did. So I I kind of I resent her for that because I took very good care of her. I was very good to her, and I took very good care of her and her family. I mm-hmm. took very good I took very good care of her family too. And uh, for her to have did what she did to me, uh, what you know, things under seal that I can't talk about was really <laughs> not cool. Uh, you know, uh, not cool at all. And that's really all I can say. I, I would say that either one of us would, I th- both of us would probably apologize to each other. I certainly think she would apologize to me because she knows that what she, you know, what, what she tried to put on me is horrible. I think that's it, Lummy. That's it. And then, you know, who I'm with now currently. Yeah, say and, some words about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough good things. And I, and I can't say enough, you know, um, really got my back. A person that really has my back. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah, there's no question there. Like, like really has to my back. To a fault, almost. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, it's so, it's such a breath of fresh air. Have somebody pulling for you for and, real, and a, a very kind human being, very nurturing. And she's got big knockers, and she's got huge knocks. Which you know, <laughs> yeah, I think they all had. Can't even hug her without molesting her, which is a good thing. So anyway, there you go. Let me. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jackson will be able to make that into a spectacular. Woo! Hootie head butted me, and I thought I was going to bubba, uh, bubba Saget myself right there in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's, fun, it? it's funny because it didn't happen, but... Uh, I had a headache all day. Like, yeah, you probably I, I, concussed. I had a headache all a day. That was like a week or two ago, and he he told me like after the show off there, he's like, man, he's like, I got to tell you, Hootie oh, headbutted me, and it's bad. Sometimes like, I'll have to break like my real life down to Blitz. Mm-hmm. Wait, Blitz, guess what? What? Um, I was messing around with Hootie yesterday. Sounds weird. Yeah, brother. What do you mean? back. this show's so inside you know what i'm saying right i can see where if you just stumbled upon the show you'd be like i am lost he said brother and i laughed what the hell does that even mean with the blue jays and the x's and the ass towels and this it's just Mm -hmm. i just i can't understand it they live in this whole world they got this whole language they got this hierarchy they're begging for money nonstop. i mean my lord all the serious days i didn't even realize how special those days were as they were happening. And I often think about our lives right now, like, you know, 2022 and everything that is happening. You know, we obviously have a great show. We obviously have a great, we have a whole different set of people and dynamics and now, for the first time in the program's history, we have a inner romance that's happening as well. Yep. And I wonder if, like, you know, 10 years from now, <clears throat> life will suck so bad that we'll be looking back at these times saying, wow, those were some real special times. We didn't even really be, didn't step back during those moments and enjoy those times or appreciate those times. Did you ever watch The Office? A little bit. But. There's a character, and, and probably one of the most profound things that was said during the entire series was, um, I wish you knew it was the good old days before they were over. Yeah. And it reminded me of what you just said. 
Because and like, it was so profound when he said it. I was like, oh, my God. It is. I wish you knew it was the good old days before it was over. Yeah. Like, Blitz, you know, when we used to be on, you know, first class planes headed to Vegas making $10,000 to do a two-hour interview as guest of the UFC live on my show. Right. You know, getting paid, you know, them giving me a, a, the, the penthouse suite at the Mandalay and paying me $25,000 to be a co-host for the AVN Awards and walking the red carpet with Stormy Daniels and all the behind-the-scenes of all that and just, you know, just the some of the really, I don't know, baller stuff I've gotten to do that most people in radio, Can't even dream just of. regular radio, would never be privy to. And never will. Because that era of radio, I think, is over. And, and tell me, besides Howard Stern, which I'm not, I'm not even even close to. Like Howard would be like the world champion, you know, World Series champion, and I would be like in Double A ball if you compare me to Howard with regards to the amount of celebrities that he's interviewed. But the, he's like the Yankees, and you're maybe the Rays. Well, whatever. He's yeah. just, you know, Howard's the greatest of all time, and I'll never, ever, ever think otherwise. Otherwise, but but think about this. Of any other radio personality that was able to befriend huge stars, like I'm just this little kid from Warsaw, Indiana. I'm not anything special. I wasn't born into a family uh, that was well-known or like a rock. Right. You know, like I wasn't, uh, you know, I'm not uh, the son of Jerry Jones or. Kind of. Um, you know, I'm not the son. You know, for instance, Dan Morgan, John Morgan's right. son. He, you know. The like, circles you that haven't he been traveled. grandfathered in. Right. I haven't been grandfathered in. You know, my you dad. Is, make your own way. My dad, you know, was a factory worker. My mom was a school bus driver. And I was basically a high school flunk out. And I went on to become. Just through my, I think my charismatic personality of not even my personality off the air, but my personality, my as how I am as a person. And most people that listen to the show don't really know me personally. Do you know you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know me. Please. Well, I wonder if, like, because you were this larger-than-life character for so long on the air that your real-life personality kind of merged in with that I think, personality. I think there's a part. I think there's a portion of that that eventually that doesn't get established right away because, you know. But just think about this. I'm just this, you know, radio. I'm just this guy who didn't even really want to be in radio. A lot, of radio guys, a lot of radio guys are like, man, I'm going to be in, like, MJ was such a nerd. He was like, oh, I, I knew mm -hmm. I wanted to be on the radio when Seems I uh, like a talk. To WABC back in the day and heard man I I used to listen to the radio and I used to ha like dudes you know like I would you know the um WLS the morning show the w Larry Lujak you know Tom Records Landecker you know I had favorite radio personalities and but I wasn't really enamored with talk radio so to speak and back when I grew up there wasn't a lot of talk radio you know not not until the Fair Doctrine Act did, was talk radio a thing did you know before the Fair Doctrine Act, Anna, that that radio stations could not have a one a talk show that leaned one way? Because if you did, you had to offer the party that a uh, 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 talk show. So like you couldn't have Rush Limbaugh on there just spewing a bunch of conservative stuff if you didn't offer the Democrats equal time 
on another show to to counterbalance. And then I think the Fair Doctrine Act might have been signed by either Reagan or Clinton. So wait, the same like station or that's just what cha- that's what changed radio. What do you mean? What it, do you mean, like the same station or the same show? No, or? the same station. Oh, station. So okay. like, if they had Rush Limbaugh from, that's why Rush's uh, uh, career didn't explode until after that. This, this is showing you the true radio historian I am. Mm-hmm. You think I'm just some guy back here that's funny? No, I, I, I truly am a student of radio. Once I got into it, I've been in ra- doing radio 36 years. I know radio pretty well. I mean, you don't do something for 36 years and you know don't end up good at it. Right. Hopefully. Even if you just were just changing oil for thirty six years, you'd be but you'd be a pretty damn good. But you'd know every filter on every car and every little idiosyncrasy and yep. which which ones were finicky and which ones you know the housing tend to crack and you'd just know everything. Am I right, Blitz, on the Fair Doctrine Act? Yes. Okay. Um, was it Reagan or was it Clinton? Uh, it was an eighty seven. Reagan, and that basically, if I if I remember it correctly. It, it, prior to the Fair Doctrine Act, a radio station couldn't have a talk show that leaned one way or the other without giving equal time to the opposing party. Yes. And you, so you, that, you, had to, you had to present both sides, right. basically. You had to present both sides. So you could never have one guy, you know, if you had a, a, talk, a talk show on it, he'd have to say, well, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter. Uh, he probably isn't that good of a uh, of a candidate. Uh, I think Ronald Reagan is probably uh, better. But you know what? Hey, Jimmy's got some good stuff about him now too. Nobody wanted to hear that. People wanted to hear rapping Ronnie Reagan's the man. Jimmy Carter, you suck. Right, that's way Go, more grow, entertaining. Grow peanuts, bitch. <laughs> that's what. But you couldn't say that on the air. So after the Fair Doctrine Act that Ronald Reagan signed, it basically on allowed radio personalities to, to have a very strong opinion and not have to give both sides. And up until... That's what, and that's what talk radio exploded on. Yeah, and up until then, people still were doing the one-sided... You know, it was, it was getting towards, like, where they didn't enforce that anyway. Right. It was an antiquated law yeah. that was more, got less and less scary, the, the, the you know... The it longer was, away from it, the guy. It was in the 60s, in the early 70s. It was very much, you know, everybody was very scared of it because the government, you know, didn't want you giving opposing sides to Vietnam and things like that. But then as the, the middle 70s yeah. kind of going on, and stations started kind of doing their own thing. It was a different time. We weren't in a war necessarily. Wait, so could any one person be opinionated, but they just had to have... Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. So if you were like on a Hummel, so you could be opinionated, but you had to have like Johnny left wing also as along with Johnny right wing. Well, they even took like had time on it. Like if you talked eighteen minutes pro, uh, you know this, you had to go eight. You had to have a guest or go eighteen minutes on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it was, and then radio became less and less scared of it. I don't know when it was. it, it, It probably was made into law like in the 30s or 40s or something like that. But then radio became less and less scared of it. And then Ronald Reagan signed this this bill saying, no, you can let it rip. Say whatever you want. So then that's when, you know, talk radio exploded. And and, uh, I never was really into talk radio because I didn't, you know, Blitz, I I didn't get it. When I was growing up in the 70s, you had funny radio, like nut, yeah. zookeeper nut hut deal, 
but not any like Bob Lasseter or you know Neil Rogers or like one, sure. like opinionated Rush. You know, yeah, none of that. No. And that probably didn't interest you as a young boy anyway. No, I wanted to know if A.J. Floyd was going to be on the pole of the Indy 500, you right. know, or, you know, how hot Laurie uh, Howard's ass was going to look. Well, did you ever listen to, like, just a strictly sports show when you were younger? They didn't have them. Hmm. They, they, uh, they, there, there were no, there was not, the only sports on the radio was the game. Oh. So you could listen to the, I could listen to the Packers game out of, um, WTMJ, I think I think WTMJ six twenty out of Milwaukee. But sports commentating was not a thing. No, interesting. Sport, I thought sports... that that's been around for ages. because no. you know you can't offend people just by talking about stuff like that. Not for the most part. Yeah, I mean they'd have like the Mike Ditka show on on a ra- mm-hmm. on a radio station, but it wouldn't be you know two guys talking about the game it would be a guy in there with the coach just giving softballs to him yeah well, I mean, you're probably familiar with that right like john yeah. mckay probably had a show and be like john i know you guys got beat 85 to nothing but special teams looked pretty good didn't they yeah it was all it was always pro 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 the coaches right so i didn't grow up wanting to be in radio but i got in radio just just kind of i don't know flim flammed my way in i i, I had a friend I saw him in radio. I think I've told this story a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, man, that seems like if you're on the radio, man, people like you. You get free stuff. Maybe a little ass. You tell me right now of a guy that just is a a sophomore in college, mummy, and you see a job where you can get free stuff. People think you're cool. And, and you get some ass. Oh, Blitz, there's, not a, there's not a man that I know, Blitz, regardless of what that job pays, that wouldn't want to go after that job. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I started working at W. I was hanging out with this radio guy. I was figuring it out. I became his intern. Then I became his driver. Then I became, like, his bodyguard. Then they started letting me do, like, commercials. <clears throat> Be like, don't forget Z-Bart's offering a $99 under undercarriage spray. That's right, Z-Bart. Where rust is not a must. Is this the guy that was like the cool guy, but he was an alcoholic or something? Yeah, that was that was my general manager, Tony Clark. Die, rest in peace. Mm. Oh, I thought it was like a younger guy. Oh, that was Kerry Gray. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was not. Oh. That was the guy I drove for and was his bodyguard, Kerry Gray. Okay, so that was the first guy you interned for. Yeah, that's the guy that got me into radio. Scary right. Kerry Gray. Scary Kerry Gray right. because he was such a f up. And that's why you <clears throat> never drank. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And. They hired me initially just to get him to work every day. And then as I'm hanging out with him, taking him to work every day, because he's a star, I'm seeing the life that he's leading. Right. You had to, like, pick him up and take him to events and stuff. Yeah. And then go to events up. and then make sure he didn't get too drunk. Bring you know, him back and then, to a show yourself. And then, but I'd literally go back to the manager and he, they, they'd give him, like, 100 bucks, and I'd have to go get him. Yeah, I need Carrie's money. He's, sure. he's, he's in the car. All right. They give me. I'm like, hold on now. So we just left the radio station. He's getting, he's making, like, I think Carrie was making, like, <laughs> Like twenty thousand, but back in what in the mid eighties? This is like 1986. Yeah. So he's making like twenty grand, mm-hmm. twenty five grand. But Blitz, he's out six, seven nights a week, making another hundred dollars cash. Sure. So I'm like, hold on now. So we just got off the radio station, and he was just in there playing records, and all these chicks calling him up, telling him how cool he was, and he was telling everybody how cool he was, <laughs> and he was acting like he was the man. And then we go to this bar. And all these chicks like him because he's, you know, the guy on the radio. And everybody's just falling all over him. Free food, free drinks. He's so drunk he can't walk right now. I am, he's 
He's a pimp enough for the station to pay for me to drive him around, and I'm going to the manager and getting a $100 bill. Now, what's not good about this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, but then within the world of, of finagling myself onto the, onto the, onto the air, getting a, getting a show from that, and then, you know, becoming really good friends with Larry Bird and becoming uh, through radio and then becoming really, really, really good friends with Deion Sanders. And when I talk about good friends, you guys know I'm not trying to I'm not name dropping, but these are truly my friends. Like these are my friends. Yeah. You know, Tony Stewart and 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 Deion Sanders are the same as Blitz and Jimmy K. Like they're my friends. Yeah. Like, th- yes, they happen to be very famous. But they're my friends, sure. So, and I speak up, and I speak about my friends. But what other radio guy could start from? I mean, and I barely graduated high school because I didn't care. One, because I wasn't smart. Because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is stupid. I hate this. It was stupid. Like I'm never gonna do any of this calculus algebra stuff in life. Nope. I want to. Co- I want to be a high school football coach. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a high school football coach or a dentist. I wasn't smart enough to, like, like, being a dentist. Are you kidding me? I couldn't stand on my feet all day and deal with the public. Please get out of here. <laughs> Their mouths. Get a, God, it's the last time you brush those teeth, you little heathen. Get out of here. Working on those things. Pepsi mouth. That's what we used to call you in Warsaw, Indiana, when you had all rotted teeth. Pepsi mouth. Because your mom just lets you drink Pepsi all day. Mm-hmm. So here's this guy who barely graduates high school, goes to Indiana State, flunks out of that, finagles his way into this radio job, and then becomes, you know, while I'm in Terre Haute, I became friends with with Larry Bird. Now, that even takes you to the next level. Because when you're in Terre Haute, Indiana, in 1986-87, and you're going to dinner with Larry Bird when he comes to town because yeah. you're... Because you're and, and I got lucky on that and how I became friends with him. I, got, I became friends with Larry Bird because the general manager of my radio station, Tony Clark, was Tony, was Larry Bird's best friend in high school. And they played on the high school basketball team together. So did you meet Larry first or Jeff? Oh, no. Hold on. I met Jeff first. Okay. That's what I thought. So, so no, no. I met Larry first. I met Larry first. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, Tony. I thought you were friends with Jeff first. No, no, no. So, in 1986, I'm on the the air. It's it's during the off season. Like, it's in the summertime. The NBA is off. I think Larry Bird just won the MVP. He sure did in a championship. And so, he's coming back to Terre Haute. And they're having this big Larry Bird comes back to Terre Haute kind of deal, big festival like Blitz. There's going to be 10 zillion people out there. And Larry gets in the night before because he's best friends with the guys, with the richest guy in Terre Haute, Max Gibson. Yep. And he always stays at Max Gibson's house. They got this, he's got like, you know, he's got like a house like Tony had. You know what I'm saying? Like huge. Sure. So, so Larry, well, Larry 21, gets, $50 cash. Thank you. Larry gets in the night before. And Tony Clark, who's my general manager, is at the station late. And and doing some stuff, and he says he comes to me and says, "Hey, um, I just want to let you know that Larry Bird's coming, and they're gonna let they're gonna let him in through the back. He's gonna be in my office, and when he comes, uh, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll call up to the station. Two three eight one two two three two thirteen hundred was the hotline number. Blitz. Hard to tell what that is now. I should, probably shouldn't have said it. <laughs> so the hotline rings. He goes." Uh, Larry's back here. Come on back. So I put up Blitz. I can remember like it was nothing. I put on um, Slow Ride by Fog Hat. Right. The long version of Slow Ride okay. by Fog Hat. Because it's like, I don't know, six, seven minutes long. So I could go back. I walk back 
here I am, some Indiana kid, born and raised in Indiana. Larry Bird is like, you know, God at that point. Absolutely. And I and and I meet Larry Bird. I meet him for the first time. And then at that point, I get to go, you know, to the festival with Tony. I'm Tony's friend. Then we go backstage, and we and then we start hanging out. Then we go to dinner with with Larry that night. And so at that point, Larry turns to me and says, "Hey, my brother's coming down to Indiana State next year, and he's about dumb as hell." <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how they talk. They don't give each other compliments, right? He's about dumb as hell, and I don't think he'll be able to be able to navigate, you know, through all all this. So. Uh, Tony says you're real responsible. How about he just be your roommate, and I'll have Donna send you a check. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea that's how that happened. Oh, yeah. So after spending the night, you know, going to dinner and hanging out with Larry for the weekend, Tony put a good word in for me with Larry and said, hey, when Jeff was a senior in high school, he said, when Jeff comes down to Indiana State next year, rather than just be a freshman and live in the dorms and, you know, kind of that, why don't you just live with Bubba? Because he's responsible. Bubba's very responsible and blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> that's how I met Larry Bird. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly let your brother. Oh, that's cool. Let your brother. So then I, his brother, then Larry's brother's my roommate. Then become, you know, even better friend. Yeah. You know, then I, you know, then I meet, I meet Dion through, uh, you know, uh, PFR. I mean, I'm sorry, um, the Power Pig. Hmm. I'm floating in the pool one day, 1994. Floating? Floating in the pool, Palm Harbor. think I'm the man. Got nightclubs, got beepos, beepers, I got limos. Beepers. <clears throat> Holly calls me. Holly comes out and brings blitz. Remember those cordless phones that had an antenna? Oh, like yeah, you're in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, it was like four foot long. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, phone bricks. was like the size of a shoebox. <clears throat> yeah, the brick. Yeah, and she goes, cool. there's a guy who says, says his name's Dion Sanders on the phone. Oh, shut up. Give me that phone. Hello? In this bubble, the lunch, lunch. Yeah. This is Dion. I go, nice try, Flounder, and I hang up on him. <clears throat> oh. I go, nice try, Flounder, you dumbass. Five minutes later, phone rings again. Hey, really, this is Deion Sanders. I want to talk to you. And then I'm, I, I, I figure it is. It's Deion right, Sanders. Right. He's like, I, yeah, how do you get your home I, phone number? Some, some, somebody called the station, got a hold of the program director. <laughs> oh, okay. Program director, you know, gave my number. So he's like, man, I got a new rap album coming out, and I was told that. If we were going to do an in-store in Tampa, that I need to get on your show and promote it. Like, yeah, no problem. So Dion comes down to the show. He had a rap album? Oh, yeah, it must be the money. Must, must be, the, be the money. Must be the money. Wow. I feel as if uh, I feel as if I need to go into words, and I think I've already told these stories before. Let me hey, well, now I, we, there's no need for a podcast. <laughs> now we got it all on, on tape. Yeah, Lummy. You ruined the podcast. Good job, Lummy. Way to go, Lummy. <laughs> 